You've been, as I said, you know, it's been a sort of a, a whirlwind of a of a three or four months. I don't know, up and down, honestly. You know, I'm I'm well enough to make sure I can be present for myself. If it wasn't for him, I probably would still be somewhere in a dark corner. I just I have my days. You know, I can't even articulate it any other way. It's tomorrow that uh, my mom passed and so um it's just for me it's still it's still um so we have a few things coming thankfully um i'm you know ready to get back to work and and, and are, are looking good as far as uh you know every, everyone's always ready for concerts spring and summer, <laughs> right hi there <laughs> how you doing Thank you for your patience. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I completely forgot. Corey was like, you know, it's today, right? I was like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Ah. Okay. okay. I made it. Hello. How you been? <laughs> I've been doing good. I've been doing good. Wow. Where's Zach then? Is he is he at home? Yes. He so last time it was just you and I, but now I have my son. Uh, but I allowed him to have his iPad today, which he usually doesn't get until Fridays, like end of the week. Okay. The school week, but I, I I made an exception for today, so that'll keep him at bay. <laughs> He's not gonna know I exist, so he won't bother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. But how? I, I mean, how have you been? As I said, you know, it's there's been a sort of a, a whirlwind of a of a three or four months for you. To say the least. I don't know. Up and down, honestly. Up and down. I've had my days. Sometimes I'm. You know, I'm, I'm I'm well enough to make sure I can be present for my son, get him to school, you know, be a parent, make sure he's alive, fed and <laughs> yeah. taken care of. And, you know, and that's just the God honest truth. Um, if it wasn't for him, I probably would still be somewhere in a dark corner, mm. truthfully. But um, I have my days, you know, I. Uh, I just, I have my days, you know, I can't even articulate it any other way because what's today? In two days, it'll be six. Oh, it's today the 19th? Today's the 19th. No, tomorrow's, tomorrow. No. Today's the 18th. Today's the 18th. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the 19th. It'll be exactly six months tomorrow that uh, my mom passed. And so um, it's just, for me, it's still, it's still very fresh, you know, it's still new to me. Even though it's been six months, it still feels like six days. You know what I mean? Because wow. um, it's my mom, <laughs> you know, and, and more so because she lived with me mm. the past five or six years. Um, she moved in with Zach and myself. She moved here like a decade ago, like me from Vegas to help me with Zach. And um, she, you know, she was our full time nanny and he knows he knows grandma, you know. So it's just been difficult because it's like suddenly grandma's gone. Yeah. And it's kind of tough to explain to um a kid on the spectrum who, you yeah. know, is who's not really verbal and whose comprehension is, is pretty delayed. So yeah. Does he does he does he know that she's not coming back or what does he so that so every time I choose to just randomly bring her up because I I, I realized that I that was the best thing was to just randomly bring her up because um, he caught me off guard one time. I just 
asked about her out of the blue. He just said granny. And I was just like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> you know? Um, but so every time that happens, which has been twice now, I make sure that the the main so my main objective is to land on she's not coming back with him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my the like the main goal when I have the granny talk with him. Like the main thing is just to help him understand she's not coming back. Wow. So. Have you had the funeral? Yeah, 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 yeah. She passed in like I said, October nineteenth, which is tomorrow six months so yes we had our services in november in las vegas where i'm from yeah. oh, okay it was but that i guess that wasn't there oh he was there he came oh but he didn't know what was happening but he, no he no he does not understand that um, <laughs> no yeah. you know i mean hex hey, some of us adults barely understand yeah that. yeah what about your I, sister and, and funerals so <laughs> no i mean i try my best to help him understand so i have my way of explaining it to him um, first of all, I gave him a choice. I did not force him to go and see her body in the casket. I gave him, him the option and I'm sure he didn't even know what I was asking, but I <laughs> <Yeah>. still, <laughs> but I was like, Hey, cause she hadn't been home for probably like around a month. Then she hadn't been at the house last. He knew it was like, she's in the hospital. Um, so he was just like, okay, he, he don't, he had no idea what was going on, but I tried to explain to him, Hey, this is happening. Um, that's you know there there she is there's granny up there do you want to go and see her this is at her viewing um, which was the day before the actual funeral service and I don't know that he really knew but he heard me say granny and do you want to see granny so he's just like well shucks yeah because where's she been like yeah <laughs> let me see <laughs> so he had his iPad uh, and you know I walked him up to the casket and he kind of just like he looked he glanced looked and then he just looked back down at his iPad and went and walked away you know I don't really think it registered. I doubt it. Yeah. Wow. But uh, but I always give my rendition of what of what I've come up with as a parent, <laughs> you know. And I just say, hey, because he he always says when I when I randomly ask him, hey, where's Granny? Because I'll sometimes put him on the spot just to see what he's gonna say. And he goes, Granny is sick. And I was like, yes, she was sick. She was sick. And I always tell him she's better now. Um, but she she now has to live with God. Okay. You know, because if she comes live with us again, she's gonna get sick again because the doctors just couldn't make her better. So that's what I tell him. I'm like, so she uh -huh. had to go live with God. So now she lives with God. So that's what I just tell him. I, I didn't know what to say. That I came yeah. up with that. No, like, that's that's live with God. I'm like, she's I'm like, she's in heaven in the sky with God and the angels. And, you know, I say, and I tell him, I said, she can't, she can see us. I said, we can't see her. But I said, but granny can still see you. And she, she loves you. And she, she misses you. Like, I just, you know, try to make sure that he understands, like, granny still loves you. She still misses you. And I kind of like, I'll bring up something random that he, she used to say to him or something. Mm -hmm. um, just to make it, I guess, somewhat comfortable for him. Yeah. And that's that, you know, I, I, I'm certain he doesn't really understand but he's in middle school now, and I know they do a lot of reading comprehension with um, stories that actually they don't they don't go into depth about death, but that will mention the main character, you know, being deceased or having died or whatever. Um, especially if it's like um, you know somebody who is of importance, you know, in America or whatever. Uh, and so I said, 
So I know he's familiar with the term, I think, like diet or whatever. Mm. But, so I asked, you know, I just said, hey, I'll just randomly ask him, is Granny alive or is Granny, you know, is she is, is she alive or did she die? And he'll, you know, he'll say she di died, you know. And I'm like, that's right. She died. And so she's in the box. And I'll tell him, like I said, remember, she was in a box it's called a casket. And now she's in, you know, in heaven with God so that she won't get sick again. And I just stick to that, man. I mean, you know, it's like he's 14, but he's mm -hmm. five, you know, when it comes to stuff like that. Like, how yeah. do you? I don't know. Well, not even five, because these five-year-olds understand death these days, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better example, he's just very much delayed when it comes to understanding death and cancer and all of a sudden granny's gone, you know? So I did but, the best I can. So did, were you aware that she was, because uh, when we we spoke, there was, oh, she, mom's gone out with, with, with Zach and everything. But were you, it seems it, was, I, it wasn't a surprise and it wasn't sudden. Oh, no, it was definitely sudden. I think when we spoke, I believe it was probably getting to a point, a turning point, if you will, um, taking a turn for the worse, which we didn't know at the time. When I spoke to you, she, I believe, which because I had my house to myself, which was the only way I was able to speak to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I never get that's a rarity. So either Zach was probably. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my mom was in the hospital, I believe. Um, but my my aunt, one of my aunts, aunts had flown in from Vegas, one of her sisters to be with her. So I'm certain that I had probably just left the hospital, ran home, remembering that I had an interview and um yes, yeah, spoke with I, you. Yeah, but it didn't sound like that that was you I mean you were even talking about mom's you know the the music, the sort of the music, uh, you know, being in a recording studio, talking about how moms. So I, I uh, that was me, really, just kind of deflecting, and also honestly, my mom is extremely private. Okay. Um, like even with family, like she just really didn't want everybody to know. Um, when we first learned of her diagnosis, she kept it pretty private and to herself, with the exception of just like a few really, really close family and friends. Um, and truthfully, she, my mom was, is a super, super strong woman of faith. Like she's, um, you know, we're Christian and my mother is a, mm -hmm. she was a devout <laughs> Christian that truly believed, um, that she was going to, you know, come through, through it and, and get through it. And God was going to heal her, um, which in turn, I guess inevitably he did, but just on the other side. But her thing was like, oh, there's no need to tell anybody really because, you know, I'm, this is just going to be my testimony. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to, I'm going to beat it. So, you know, my sister and I, of course, we, we wanted to take on that same attitude. You know what I mean? We were like, okay, mom, we're with you. You're going to beat it. You know, so that was just me probably being rehearsed with, just having that that front and being, you know, that that strong presentation or representative, if you will, of the daughter who has been asked to just share her mom's faith and know that, hey, yeah, I'm, I've been diagnosed with this and the doctors say that, but guess what? I'm going to beat this. Do you know what I mean? So I oftentimes didn't bring it up a lot. Um, and it started out good, honestly. So I can't even remember 
what stage she was at when you and I spoke. Because it started out, the chemo was working. It was going well. She was um, her, her weight was stabilized. It was good for a moment. I think we all thought she was really going to come through it. And it just unfortunately just took a turn for the worse. After how's, you, how's that affected your faith? Well, I don't want to say that, that it's affected my faith. I do have questions and You know, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I, I have no problem articulating the fact that I, um, I, I've been upset and angry with God before. Okay. So, <laughs> and I'm sure he knows that I talk to him like that, you know, so um, I don't think it's affected my faith. I think I've chosen to accept and believe that whether I like it or not, it just was for the best. And for reasons that I'll probably never know or understand, it just was his will and just was supposed to, supposed to happen, needed to happen. Why? I don't know. Because that woman's faith was unwavered. And I'm like, somebody as devout as my mom, like her middle name was Jesus. You know what I mean? Her first <laughs> name was Jesus. Like, that's that lady. She's like, my mom was a minister um, mm. since uh, high school, since I was in high school. You know, mm. she'd said accepted her calling as a minister and as an event. She started out as, as an evangelist and went on into ministry really heavy full time um, throughout my life. And so you do have questions sometimes. You're just like, dang, you know, like somebody like that who was really believed and was like the biggest cheerleader for Christ and, you know, but I have to just remind myself that Jesus himself suffered. You know what I mean? Um, and even if you're not a Christian, the, it's just the story of Christ. You know, he suffered too. So who are we to be exempt, you know? Yeah. So I just have to remind myself that, um, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but that, you know, um, he just has a plan for us all. And I didn't see that coming. None, none of us did. My sister and I just, the whole family, none of us saw it coming. None of us. Because mm. she had seven siblings and she was. I think the fifth child of, of of the eight of them and all of them are still alive. And, you know, so she wasn't even the oldest. They're all still alive. And so all of her siblings and me and my sister, we're just all dumbfounded. We just, I mean, we know our parents get older and eventually they may pass, right? Because death is a part of life. But, but my mom was always really youthful, never sickly, never hospital, like never never any health issues just like this young vibrant little feisty sassy woman <laughs> yeah. you know um uh, who like i said was just this cheerleader for christ but who loved life and who um gosh she just she was just a really passionate woman who was an advocate for her children and just loved her grandbabies and just always like i said just happy and upbeat and came out of nowhere yeah generous heart and you know she just her ministry was um young girls and women um she spoke a lot to young girls and women a lot all my friends always called her <laughs> and it's so funny when she passed it's so funny i had a few of them 
a few of them that were like, you know, your mom prayed with me. She did this and she did that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. That's my mom. <laughs> and then I had a few that were like, well, you know, she told me to leave such and such. You know, your mom was speaking <laughs> while I broke up with, with what's his name. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that's, yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> so, but that was, you know, that was her thing. She just really loved speaking life into women and girls, you know, and um, who just, who just really needed just reassurance that that they were enough that was that was really her call and that was her thing that's what she did you know at church and she was over the women's ministry and that was just her thing that was that was my mom and so she was a light to many so man when it happened like yeah we just everybody that was affected by her in a positive way which was a lot of folks I I, I learned that at her homegoing service like it was she had a beautiful turnout it was a beautiful service and like it was so lovely. And my sister and I were just in awe of, of all the lives that she touched, you know, we really were, you know, we hadn't lived in, in Vegas in a while. So we kind of mm -hmm. forgot that um, we for, kind of forgot all that she did before she, you know, moved here with me to be grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so it was just a reminder. And so I just try to focus on, you know, those things, the good things. And, and I'm just trying to push through. It's been hard though. I'm not going to even, lie about that it's, it's it's been tough but i'm okay i'm, I'm I, I have a whole son to live for and i have to i have to push every day you know i got things to do still i have a life that i have to live and i have to remember that she's better now you know as cliche as it sounds she's not suffering anymore she's no longer sick you know so that's just a blessing in itself to know that she's not in pain anymore because I, I watched that that journey was rough you know, I was her caregiver. Um, I, you know, I took her to all her appointments and I, I I sat with her in her chemo and I watched that stuff. And it's not, it's not pleasant, you know. And she died here in my house. Wow. <laughs> in her room across the way. And it's still the same. And my sister and I saw her pass away at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock a.m. I had just dropped Zach off at school, came back and yeah, me, her, me, 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 my sister, and my mom's sister, my aunt, we just, we saw it. We witnessed it and it was not pretty. And I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen anybody transition and it was rough. Mm. Uh, so that has had a very strong effect, you know, on me. And all her stuff is still in my house. <laughs> but I'm, you know, slowly we've been um, getting rid of things and, and, you know, moving things out and stuff like that. So, I'm working towards, you know, healing, but it's a process. Yeah. Would you ever get to do bereavement counseling? So, yes, that's definitely necessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been reaching. So here we are in April and I feel terrible because I've been searching since January and I just haven't found anybody or anything that I've been that I feel like I'm interested in and or they're just only virtual and I don't want virtual because I'm surrounded by her things already in my house so I'm like I don't want virtual like it's triggering my whole house is a trigger okay. <laughs> you know? I want to go and sit in person and I think I want group so it's just been like those key things that have been kind of challenging um to find but I think I did finally find something that's a group um, grief, a, a group grief counseling is what it's called. Um, it's a, it's a group chat Oh, not a chat, but it's a, a group yeah. grief session. And it's at a, it's at a local church, not far from me. And, um, it's 
practice like for two hours and um, I think that might be a good fit. I don't know. For some reason, I'm I just, I'm not interested in one on one. Not right now, anyway. I don't know why I feel like I want to be around a group right mm. now. Um, maybe because I don't know. It just it just already just feels so lonely here without her. So I just I just want like a group setting and just maybe to hear other people's stories. You know, to know that like it's it's not just me, and I know it's not just me, but you know, I think I just find some kind of solace in like relaxation, just kind of hearing others open up about their yeah. situation, just so that I can um, because I, I know I would you know be able to just relate, and I just think it'll be cool just to be in a group setting. So yes, I did find one on Tuesdays that I said I'm gonna go and check out. So. Mm. That's the plan. And I wish it was more than once a week, but that's the start, you know? Oh, goodness. I, I think once a week generally is, you need to is process. That standard? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, rapid therapy, which is probably two or three times a week, is still still being researched, but mostly that once a week, because you need to process a lot of that stuff and then come back and yes. reflect. Yeah, because I, you know, what my my dad, who I was very close to, he flew in tonight from Nigeria and yeah. within a week, he he went to the hospital because his sugar levels are high. Um, caught pneumonia in the hospital. When he was recovered from that, caught COVID and, and died in the hospital. I Wait couldn't a minute. Go, yeah, caught COVID and died after. You know, so he, he was here on right. holiday. And uh, this was yeah, during the, the lockdown. And I couldn't get to see him. But um, every day they were they were talking about the oxygen levels, and so it was like, yep, it looks as if it was getting worse and it wasn't improving. And you know, I stood on every stood on Zech- um, Hezekiah. I was like, Lord, Hezekiah said he wasn't going to die, um, oh. and you gave him fifteen more years. I mean, I was oh. like, come on. But having God say, look, there was nothing. There's nothing He can't do, but this was mm-hmm. His will, His perfect will. My dad to go. It was almost as if, wow. So, I have to. I had to give in to God's perfect will, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, yeah. And so I knew my dad would probably want to stay around and 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 everything. But um, my mom yeah. was not ready to go either. She was not ready to go. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. No. My, my dad definitely wasn't. You know. He was. Yeah. He was like this. This prayer and wow. everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember the morning. Um, I, st- I couldn't sleep all night praying and, and God said in the morning said look this is his perfect will and I, and I was given ready to give in and I was on my way taking my kids to school and I had a conversation with God and and I was like well you know what I'm not ready to step out of my dad's shoes because even though yeah I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here's me my own family my kids but I just felt like I wasn't ready to not have my dad around and and he he talked to me about the Lord talked to me about Abraham, and Abraham was under his dad until he left. Until his dad died, he didn't leave to start his 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 journey. And I said, "Okay, Lord, I trust you." And then within five minutes, I get a call from the hospital saying your dad has just passed. And then it was on a speakerphone, so my kids are all listening and stuff. Their grand grandpa's passed, so I dropped him in school, and I feel I was able to go see him and. I think the truth was that I saw, I saw his body, but I didn't see he wasn't there, and I knew where he was and stuff. Um, 
but it, yeah, it was it was tough. But I think not a heart, great scene. No, it was no. It's not just seeing his body. But then I was like, but I had such a but knowing piece, where he is though, you know. Yeah, I had such a piece knowing that he wasn't laying down there, that he was his spirit and soul was with the father. I think the hardest part right. was the funeral where all the family members, I mean, he had over thousands of people came out and when they were given testimony about him, that was the hardest part because I knew my dad would have loved to have that. He would have loved to hear all that first. So that was, <laughs> that was difficult. And sometimes, you know, I, you know, when I, when I see an old person, you know, who's my dad died at age 77. So when I hear somebody oh. that's, Oh, I see them on the news and they, Oh, they've just turned 78. I'm like, well, my dad was younger than him. And so those are the times <laughs> when I'm thinking, oh, come on, come on, man. He got the Lord, you could have at least gone him to 90 or so, but, but I'm then mm. aware that, you know, um, you know, that, you know, he could have gone in a different way. He could have just died in a car crash or something like that, which would have been worse. The fact that he had seen all of his family he was staying with me and, and I, and I was the last person to to see him and to send him off was a sense of, okay, Lord, I have to completely trust, even though I don't understand. Um, right. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and ultimately, you know, if you, if you think about what Paul said, he said, look, if it's up to me, I'd rather, I, you know, I'd leave here and be with the Lord. That's the ultimate goal. But because That's of you hard. guys, I'm just, I'm <laughs> hanging around, but I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm hanging yeah. around. And, and, yeah, and like think, they're good. Like they're good now. Your dad, my mom, they're, they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, they're better off than we are. You know, they are definitely, they are so much better off in heaven, you know, with their maker versus here on earth. So, you know, so they're, they're good, but still that doesn't, no, no goodness no of course yeah the last uh, yeah, you know, it's like yeah. any any time you go through trials it's tribulation. you know you experience what well, you experience giving birth to, to to zach and and all that stuff you know you know as much as we celebrate him being 14 now it doesn't take away the fact that man the first 14 days or 14 months of his life was yeah. not the easiest um but then the thing about everything that we experience is supposed to be the testimony for others who are going through that, who don't have the same sort of level of faith. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, the fact that if some, somebody hears your story and sees how you've come out of it, and even if it's still tough, it's like, okay, that's, that's a word in, in there. Um, and so even, even, even with the loss of your mom, I mean, I, you know, that Jesus always would say when um, Philip came to him and said, hey, Lord, some people want to see you. And he says, unless a grain of uh, a grain falls to the ground um, and, and and grows, it just becomes a grain. But when it gets planted, it can it produces many seeds. And a lot of times when one of somebody, a general, passes, it it, it there's a there's a lot more that just spreads out from that. So when Jesus died, the gospel yeah. spread when exactly. when when the disciples passed away. The, it kept growing and kept growing and so you know the seed that your mom planted around the world through even one or two people then they affect other people and affect other people absolutely and she definitely had that you know infectious spirit and, and you know like I said she's very effective in that way and I, I believe that you know again I may not understand it fully but I know that um, God promises us 70 years um in his words. So I know she had just celebrated 70 the month prior. She had just turned 70 in September. So, you know, 
She lived a blessed life. Your father's 77, you know? And mm. like your father, my mom too was like, oh no, I'm going to live till I'm 90. Well, no, you said, <laughs> so that was you saying, hey God, why can't your dad live till 90? <laughs> mom was like, I'll be here till I'm 99. I'm like, I always tell my sister and I, they were like, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, but, it's, but it's, it's all good, you know? And now she's there you know, doing the work of the Lord in the kingdom. So, <laughs> but then sure it's, it's perfection for yourself though. Um, that's always the toughest part because my dad was, you know, he was, he, he was in, it was in Nigeria with my mom and, but he traveled. So it's in a way, it's that sense of out of sight. I mean, I do miss the fact that we used to speak every other day. He had yeah. this routine of calling me on my birthday and mm -hmm. reciting the same story about, when he found out he had a boy that he was drunk <laughs> in the streets of Liverpool uh -huh. and that tell and so every birthday, even when I was in America, he'll call it even if it's three in the morning, you know, he didn't know the time zone. Uh, I was in LA and he'll call and say the same thing. So of course the first year after my after he passes, the phone doesn't ring. Mm. And it was like, oh man. So, yeah, and so you know, you, yeah, so those are the, those type of routines and 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 sort of being in and and I guess for yourself being in the same house and and if it's breakfast if it's sundays if it's all these things and those everything type of... <laughs> everything yeah yeah it, it's a lot my sister lives in a different state but she like you you know mentioned a routine that she and my mom had she's like you know i call mom every day after work mm. and she's like that that was my person to call like every day i got off like i'd always call her now I'm like just call me sis you know like <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and I know those habitual things are just kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's rough. You got to undo those things. And that's not always easy, you know, especially when you've gotten used to them for so long, you know. Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm just I'm just used to, it's too many things to name because like I said, I mean, we, we lived together. She lived with me for years and I, I, I just still see her, you know. So it, it's going to take some time, but um you know, I'm working through it. I'm working through it. Yeah. I'm better. Like, listen, had this been January or February, friend, we would not be talking right now. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me. So I'm, I'm making, you know, slowly but surely, I'm, I'm, I'm making my little waves. It's getting, get, trying to get stronger. Because January and February was, whew, that was really, really rough for me. Super rough. I had a hard time. And then March was my birthday. So that's when I started coming alive a little more and you know living a little bit more um so since then i've been doing a little better but it's 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 up and down i'm not gonna it's uh, i'm not gonna lie it's um you know i could be having a good day if you will and then sometimes something will just make me think about it or i'll just have a random thought you know about it and just be like dang is that is it really real you know because it's just still yeah yes yeah yeah i know that, yeah yeah, it just—I'm sure you go through through that with your dad. It just still seems like it's not, like it didn't happen. Like it just feels like, wait a minute, mom really is like she's really she's really gone. Like she really all of a sudden got cancer and she really died. Like it's like I I talk to myself like that out loud in the house some days. <laughs> I really do. I look around I'm like, dang it, and I you know, and I'm just like, dang it, lady, like you really left. Like I I have those moments. Where I'm like. Cause I, I used to, she and I, like, I would call her girl. I'd be like, girl, you're really, are, girl, you left me for real. Like, are you really gone? Yeah. Was, you know, we were like sisters, like, 
she, myself, and my sister were all really close. You know, mm. she raised us to be really close knit. And so, yeah, my sister and I just just still like tripping. <laughs> like, yeah. we just can't believe it's real, but it's you know, it's we're we'll be fine. We're you know, we're not the first person to lose a parent. It's just um, like I said, you just never imagine it happening to you. You know. No, but I, I I guess the other thing is is mainly how um being being able to be vulnerable is 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 probably the most important thing. That being strong is 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 probably you know my my little my son who's how old is Andrew? Andrew's eight. Well, no, he's not eighty six. Mm-hmm. When he you now he may bump his head. Oh, yesterday he was shutting the car door and he got his hands stuck. I used to be able before I would pretend as if nothing has happened just to toughen him up. Come on, you can't be crying over that. <laughs> but I started to learn that man, no, I need to let him be vulnerable and, and say, Oh, is it hurt? And he cries and I'm and I and I console him. Because if I don't do that, I'm teaching him how to not really embrace emotions. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I do this as a job, but I wasn't doing that with my kids. Oh, come on, come on, boys, don't cry, come on, this and, and stuff. But I had to start to learn that man, if I'm if I'm grieving, if I'm tired, I need to say that I'm struggling and 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 let them go through that. And so I I, I no no more brave faces, uh, you know. I don't need to to pretend to be someone that I'm not because I don't want my kids to see that oh um, it's not okay to be okay, not okay. And and I need to, I need to show that you know I'm I'm exhausted, I'm I'm stressed out, and 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 I need a break. All of it. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear you say that. You know, that's a thing here in America with black men, you know, like, don't cry. You know what I mean? Like, don't show your emotions or be tough, you know, and suck it up, shake it off, you know? And uh, yeah, man, we're, we are all human at the end of the day. And it's okay to show that it's okay as a man to have tears if you want to, you know, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel defeated. It's okay to feel, you know, like we want to just express emotion and not be a tough guy for the day. Like that's that's a real thing. And vulnerability um, is definitely a, a, an emotion or a thing that I think a lot of us struggle with, female and male, you know, especially our males. Absolutely. I'm very sensitive and I'm uh, learning that I'm extremely emotional. Uh, while I'm very guarded at times and try to have like this... Um, you know, like this hard front, like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, because that was my mom, like, my mom was this, like, superwoman who was just, like, always strong, you know, even through her journey with, you know, the cancer, you know, just watching her with that battle, like, she just, she didn't break much at all, and then, you know, towards the end, she finally started getting emotional here and there, Um, but overall, like, I know there were days where she wanted to probably cry or or maybe she did and didn't show yeah. me. I think I think she kept a lot of that from me because she didn't want me to be sad or, you know, worry probably or afraid or what have you. So I think she kept a lot of it to herself. But as black people, you know, we are trained a lot to our our, our women and our men to to be strong and withhold emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, and to kind of suppress vulnerability and to internalize. And I I have a bad habit of sometimes 
holding things in and inter internalizing my feelings and just trying to keep it moving and, you know, hold, hold them back. Um, but I'm a crier, <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> you know, and when it comes out, it comes out. And, um, but even with, you know, dealing with this passing, with the passing of my mom, it's, it's times where, so my aunt just left my house. Um, she came here for a few days to um, help me with my son and cause I had to go work and she said, I had to go travel and she and um she and I were just sitting at the table reminiscing about my mom and my grandfather, uh, who passed away as well. You know, my grandparents are deceased. They lived that they were in their nineties actually. And we were just talking about my grandfather and my mom and I just I just got emotional out of the blue and I'm just like, Oh my goodness, like what are, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, where's this coming from? I don't want to cry. She's like, no, let it out. It was healthy. Like, you need to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to cry today. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to cry today. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like, you know, like made my tears go uh, go away, and I like sucked them in, you know. And that's oh, it's not even probably not even a good thing. But I'm just like, I don't want to cry today. Dang it, I cry all the time. <laughs> no, goodness, I, no. I, I just don't. I just didn't want to be sad in that moment, you know. Okay. So. Yeah, I remember when um, I do recognize it. I recognize it, and I know that it's okay to be vulnerable. When my high school, um, my high school class um, did a condolence visit because, as I mentioned, because of the lockdown, so they had to do it virtual. And you know, up to that time, you know, I was, you know, I hadn't really had any tears. And yeah, in fact, but the day my dad died, I went to renew my passport and say, okay, I need because he died here, and I had to fly him back to Nigeria, and so I was fine. And then you know when I they 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 were there was about twenty or thirty of them online talking to me about okay so how you know hope you're doing well and I'm just like feel strong, and then when I they all showed that they they made a generous contribution towards the funeral, mm -hmm. and then I I kind of lost it you know um, and was just you know in tears and everything. And and I'm I'm sure all elder guys were like, oh, everyone was shocked, like, wow, goodness, this guy's really just crying at all. But <laughs> right. what happened was this the generosity of others that really touched me. And mm -hmm. and and but I, I said I needed that. I needed just to let it all out because then I felt like, oh goodness, that's that's great. And and three other times throughout the whole process, I did let it out. Um and it just felt like Good, a good release of emotion. I'm sure others was just surprised and shocked, but if to me it was like, if I didn't do that, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, necessary for you. But as I said, unlike yourself, you know, it's it's that I I I can't imagine, you know, the fact that yourself and 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 Zach and stuff, and you know, myself, I've got you know, my wife's here, my kid, you know, three kids here. My mum and and dad didn't live with me, so it was holidays. Although I did always think for a good yeah. year, it was like I felt that I needed to call somebody or stuff, and which was which was dad. But I, I think those are those are the natural uh, routines and stuff. But you know, in in therapy or CBT, you know, it's our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors. And right now, if you if your feelings are affected, either your thoughts or your behavior can make that change and so generally our thoughts we don't try and work on your thoughts and try and change your mindset but well, we can through scripture and talk about you know so scripture would then help change the thoughts patterns which would then uh, uh, impact your feelings and then affect your behavior but mm -hmm. in some cases changing your behavior can impact your thinking and impact how you feel 
and some of those behaviors would might be a new routine maybe meeting up with different people and doing something different that's a change of behavior you start feeling a little bit better about that and your mindset around where your mom is and 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 being blessed by the fact that she actually could leave vegas to stay with you and support you and actually you know gave you five wonderful years of actually having this close relationship knowing that she, not knowing that you you know you've had you had five years with her where most people whose parents still stay in the 90s probably see them once a year christmas or thanksgiving and don't have what you had over that five years so there's a lot of processing i mean she came she retired and left her whole life in vegas for me it was actually 10 i've been here 14 years in atlanta so she was two years behind me she moved here about two years after me so she was here uh going on 11 years i think when she passed she was in the same house with me the last five years but yeah. moved here like it was on her own for the first six that she was here so in general like she was you know she relocated and was here with me like a decade you know and yeah. i have to remind myself like you said that like hey i have friends who lost their mom at 12 years old one of my close friends from high school lost her mom at 12, I think, to cancer. She was a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. At least I have gotten to experience and have and share with with with, with the world and with, you know, um, my family, my mom, at least what I was, well, oh God, I hate to say my age, but thank you, God, it's a blessing. I just turned 45, so I had my mom 44 years, you know? Wow. That's a lot. Some people can't say that. A lot of people can't say that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I choose to look at it. So you're right. It's the mindset and just different behaviors, hanging around different people, looking at yeah. things differently. Absolutely. Of course, scripture, my mom flustered me all the time about my case, all 44 years of my life. <laughs> Definitely like, you know, staying in that word and uh, that being my, my shield and my sword and my armor, you know, so <laughs> yeah. But you're right, you know, and and that's what I've really been trying to to get better at and and stronger um, with, you know, just my relationship with God and my studying of the word to just kind of help with this. Yeah, that changes the mindset. Yeah. And then and as I said, it's the thoughts, feelings and behavior. So if your thoughts are, I'm afraid of dogs. You feel scared. The thing you do is run away. So that's how, as a CBT fellows, how we look at those four, three patterns. So your thoughts about, oh, why got, why, why did you take mom? I'm sad and I'm, I'm depressed. Then your behavior is to withdraw, not eat. And yeah. so we look at those three and say, okay, we need to make some changes to get you out of that state. So yes. to attack the thoughts is scripture is one area, um, mm-hmm. and then some of the behaviors would be being grateful Listen, so for me so yeah. to go down the tubes man like it's so easy yeah. if you don't, if you're not grounded and don't have some type of relationship you know with god or christ or higher being or whomever you worship or don't, i don't know i don't know if you don't worship in i don't know how you survive if you don't no judgment i'm just saying like for me like you have to have something yeah, yeah. you know something that you believe in is my point yeah uh, to keep your mind just stable and sane and you know because it's been days i'm not gonna lie that i felt like yo i don't i don't know if i'm gonna make it you know and mm. and your mind starts playing tricks on you you know yeah. and all of that and, and and mental health is a real thing you know and depression is a real thing sadness yeah. grief all of that is a real 
thing, especially when, you know, you're by yourself a lot, you know, I isolate a lot and, you know, that may not be wise, but that's just my life. I'm, I just don't, I'm, I, I'm just not a, I love people and I'm, I could be a social butterfly. I know how to turn it on, but when it's off, it's off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, but you have to be careful of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you mentioned that your mom was like that. And it's quite easy to pick that up. That's why I mentioned how I have to change how I am towards my kids. I can't mm -hmm. grow up with that sense of we have to be strong. So I'm teaching my yeah. kids, no, be sad. And I'll, I'll cry with you if I need be. I need to because yeah. if, if, and so those are the, that's breaking that, breaking that change. I mean, I had one young person who was about six. And her mum, she was always anxious to come to go to school because her, then if she just coughs, her mum says, oh, we need to take you to the doctor. Mm -hmm. She got that from her own mum, who has a doctor's appointment every week just in case she gets sick. So she already has a doctor's appointment next week just in case she's sick. And so okay. all of a sudden that passes. So then now that's, that health anxiety is going to spread through the generations yeah. because yeah. it's been allowed to do that. So... If you don't see it and don't break the chain, it will just continue going. Yeah, got to break those generational curses, you know, and those patterns of learned behavior, you know, and because I'm sure there's things that, you know, my mother probably learned from her parents who learned yeah, from their, yeah. you know, like you said, it's just, yeah, it's chains. On reflection, though, would you would you have wanted your mom to be a lot more, wow, I'm scared and worried and, and just being a lot more emotional? Or do you think, that would have made you scared, like, whoa, if mom's scared, then what's this? What do you <laughs> right. think? Um, right, because in my eyes, in my mind, my mom wasn't scared of anything. Like <laughs> uh, that lady was she's a telling you, she's a she's a strong, she had a very strong I guess because she was a single mom. Like her and my dad were were married for a few years and um, you know, they were together in my like younger childhood. But, you know, for most of my life, my mom was a single mom of two girls. So she was mom and dad. You know what I mean? Mm. And Like when they were together, my mom was always the disciplinarian. Like my dad, <laughs> he 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 was not. I don't know if it's because we were girls, but he was not hard on us at all. But my mom, on the other hand, like, oh, Lord, <laughs> we were scared of my mom. She's like gangster, honey. So we were just, <laughs> my sister and I did not get in trouble often. We didn't get spankings often because we knew all she had to do is give us a look okay so we did not try her often <laughs> that, that's my mom and so um yeah she didn't have a whole lot of if she was scared I didn't know it she mm. she played it really well um but I I'm not I'm 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 not a I'm a, I'm like her a lot of people tell me so first of all I'm her twin I do look a lot like her I look a lot like my mom like a whole lot but I'm not like her in that way. Like I have a little bit of her, you know, the apple doesn't fall far, but I sometimes do wish I was um, like her in that she seemed fearless. Cause I'm, I'm not that way sometimes. Like, I'm just not like, she just, she had no filter. You know what I'm saying? Like she was vocal and would not be afraid of what people would think with her opinion. She was very strong in her opinion. <laughs> you know, and, and, very like you know I that I said it I meant it I said what I said and okay you know what I mean and like I'm I'm like halfway there <laughs> mm -hmm. you know like I, I I've gotten better the older I've gotten like the older I've gotten I'm definitely way more outspoken and I I will definitely speak my mind and speak my truth 
Um, but like, yeah, mama was way more like gangster lean than me. She was, <laughs> honey, she was, she's a tough cookie. Um, but, but you're right. You know, we, 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 we learn, we see these things and we learn and or mimic these things for sure. Um, and so you, we do have to be careful what we showcase in front of our children. Mm. Uh, you know, Zach watches me like a hawk. Every time I look up, his eyes are on me. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, let me. And and, and, and I wish he wouldn't because I am a hot mess, so, especially right now. Like, I'm a little all over the place right now. <laughs> but when he sees you crying, what does he say or do? Um, So I try not to cry in front of him when he does ask about my mom, which, like I said, it's only been twice so far, but it's caught me off guard each time. Um, What I've noticed I've done is just kind of wipe the tears real quick and talk to him. I don't know if I should or shouldn't do that, but that's that's what I've what I've done. Um I know when I was young when he was younger and I used to fake cry. He used to be bothered by it. Um now that he's older, my mom always fake cry with him and be like, oh my God, like Zach, you hurt grandma's feelings. He oh, laughs yeah. like he thinks it's funny which he would do that so now that he's older i don't know that he cares if i would <laughs> with the tears because he he laughs now that he's older he thinks it's he thinks it's a joke yeah. um he'll he'll like that was their thing she would always fake cry with him and he would just he would just be so tickled he's so goofy but that was him and grandma's thing whenever he would be like like he wouldn't share she would always ask him like for something to eat of his or whatever and he wouldn't share he'd be like no and she would always do this fake cry like Oh my God, Jack, I can't believe you won't give me any or whatever. He thought it was, I mean, he really was tickled. And I'm like, you are so mean. Why are you laughing? I'm like, grandma crying, you're horrible. But so now that he's a teenager, I think he just like, it broke, it rolls off of his back. But I noticed he was a little toddler and I would like fake cry or if I would close my eyes and act like I was asleep, he would walk up to me. I don't remember. List up the eyelid. Yeah, I know. All the time, right? And I would be like, what is that? And it's like, can I not go to sleep? And I get, get any yes, sir. It bothered him. But I would see like this concern in his face when he was younger. Mm. Like I, I think he was like a, almost like a fear, you know? Mm. It, it was a discomfort more so. Yeah. Um, so he, I, I think he just didn't understand it. Now psh, he could give a darn and he doesn't care. So I don't know what he would do if I really just let it out in front of him. In my mind, I think he would just just look at me and maybe maybe laugh because maybe that's maybe it's nervous laughter maybe you know I don't really know I, I just try to I just I try not to go there with him because I don't want to I've told myself that I want to be strong in front of him because I just feel like because he's on the spectrum and because he's already somewhat delayed um in terms of his comprehension I feel bad that he doesn't understand what happened to grandma and so that makes me in turn subconsciously want to just be strong and not break down in front of him. Cause I'm like, okay, he's already confused. Grandma already all of a sudden is just disappeared. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to make it more uncomfortable for him. That's, that's my rationale. I don't know if that makes sense, but so I just don't, I choose not to cry in front of him like that. I mean, when, when, when I'm working with parents who's, child struggles with anxiety and worry the one thing i try and get the parents to try and learn to help the child is to normalize 
But then how do you do that is sometimes explain when you feel nervous or anxious or worried. Like, oh, when I had to start a new job or when um, I got this call. So then the child then is able to see this in action and actually realize, oh, mom and dad can get upset or get scared or get worried. And it's okay. So when you're trying to teach them the various emotions of sad anger, either jealousy or whatever the the emotions are, um, Inside Out's a very good example of the different emotions and learning those ones, the, um, the the animation stuff. But if they, if I, I tell, try and get parents, yeah, let them know that you, when you started work, you were nervous. So it then helps them realize that, it, you know, normalize that actually getting anxious is normal, that even as an older person, you can get anxious and it doesn't yeah. mean that it's good, but you learn how to power through it um, as opposed to making them feel as if this is an impossible feat. If no one else has achieved it, no one has just me, and 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 then they feel as if no, I, can, I have to give up. So, yeah, normalizing emotions is um, is where where else is he going? Where else are they going to learn emotions if it's not at home? They're not going to learn it in school. They may read a book, but they see their family every day, and they learn from from those things. Like you learned, you're learning how to be strong in the face of sadness. Right. You learn it from home. And and then, as I said, you know, some people might think that's probably, you know, it might have been better if you, if you did learn the emotional side that, well, you know, I'm strong. I have my faith in God. But if it's God's will, you know, but I don't want to leave. But, you know, and, and I don't want to leave you guys. And 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 and, and maybe if it learned that side, it might have been a different case. Only God knows. But, yeah, right. it's up. Yeah. If, you know, it, it, it might be. um yeah, trying to make that, you know, I would always advise just trying to be as open as you can so that he learns yeah. it in, 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 in his own way. Well, and so that he knows, like, you know, mom doesn't have superpowers, you know, <laughs> you know, because uh, like so one of the things that he's really afraid of it has been since he was a toddler um, are bugs, anything that flies. So since he was a little boy, mm. he really spazzes out like really, really bad. Like mm. when he was little, it would be leaves. Um, cause you know, if it's windy and, and the leaves yeah. are, oh my God, he would run, he just would freak out. And then it was birds after that. And now it's anything that flies like, a, um, butterfly, bee, uh, moth, anything, <laughs> any kind of bug that flies. Like he really, really, really freaks out pretty, pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst because, you know, I, so when I'm with him and, and that happens, I'm always like, Zach, it's just, it's not going to hurt you. And I'll be like, look, 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 I have to gather him. And I say, look at mommy. Cause he's so fixated on the bug. And I mean, mm. he's frozen and he spazzes. And I'm like, stop looking at it, Zach. Look at me. It's not looking at you. Look at me, look at me. And I try to get him to, I said, listen, who's bigger, Zach or the bug? Who's bigger? You know, and I'll try to say, and he'll say, Zach. And I'm like, yes. You are big. The bug is little. It does not want to harm you. It's like I'm like it's playing. It's playing. It's playing with its friends. It's looking for food. It's not bothering. He is not listening to anything I'm standing up saying. The whole time he's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. But then here I am doing all of this and let that thing get close to me, and I'm just as bad. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, Mila, you're not being a good example. So I try to play it off. But I'm just like, oh, Lord. So in that sense, I'm like, I don't know that I should show him 
that I'm just as scary as he is of bugs because it's like defeating the purpose of the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> Not necessarily because if he sees that you're also afraid of it, but how are you coping with it? Yeah. It's not about whether you're afraid or not afraid. It's how, despite that's my fear, right. I'm still able to cope with it. So that's what you want to normalize. Yeah, I said, just go shoo. I said, I said, just say, go, go get us. And we'll be, my mom and I would always tell him that. Where I was like, say, get out of here. And he'll just be like, uh, you know, he'll try to say it. But he's like, forget y'all. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not buying what y'all are selling. And he just freaks out. Yeah, yeah. The idea of when you try and see the world through the eyes of a young person is to see what does that look like and mean. And then it's like, well, how do you cope in the midst of that? Because there are always going to be insects and bugs around. So right. what can we what can we do to 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 get rid of it? And sometimes you can you can do you can you can you can put on a force field, you know, maybe a, a watch that's like a force field. So it means that they're flying around but they can't come close and stuff. And that this is what you use because you're afraid of bugs and you have this little little rope around you and so it means that they're flying around but they can't touch you and you may show them a, a, a cartoon or so that has a film that has some of the force field but it's it's but as long as he you know trying to say look they're around but how are we going to cope with that but as i yeah. said he needs he to know like that you you freak out of it. yeah he doesn't even like to take walks and go outside much because because of it and i'm just like he really freaks out yeah know? But yeah, but that's what I mentioned. If you, if you, you know, especially if you're on the spectrum, that's where you get creative. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even if you had like um, a spray, a insect repeller, and say, look, it it gets rid of them. So it means they fly around, but they can't come any closer to you. And then that becomes something like now. If I'm trying to treat anyone from anxiety, that that's considered a safety behavior, and we rule that out because it. it it doesn't get rid of the anxiety. It just means that it just helps you through it. So in, yeah. in normally, but if I'm dealing with someone on the spectrum, I know it's completely different. All rules are off and it's about yeah. how to help them manage in those situations. So I would have just get good, but instant repellent means yeah. that anything that flies around doesn't really come on, but it's almost for him, it's amplified like it's some special stuff. It does more. In fact, you start to put it on yourself first and then let right. him do it. And then it's like, okay. And then you start to, all right, let's go out together. I've sprayed it on, you spray it on, because I don't like bugs as well. And then we see it and see, let's see if it's, let's see if the butterfly is going to come near us and, and stuff. And, and and then all of a sudden that becomes the sort of experiment, the behavior experiment. And he yeah. starts to see, okay, it doesn't really happen. And next time you play a little bit more, maybe less. And and that's that's a way of helping him cope with the anxiety as opposed to trying to get rid of it yeah no and that's a great idea um i, I i'm I, i'm open to trying that <laughs> sure but the lord my zach is he's so dramatic it's like he's gonna it's like he anticipates <laughs> you know i could just say but that's a good idea because like i like i try i try different things and so yeah maybe if we get the the repellent you know the can of spray or whatever and just you know, maybe if I tell him, like, you know, to use it like as uh, as if he was in a, I don't know, like some kind of character, you know, and and this is the bug spray that's gonna help. You yeah, know, but you're doing it together. It yeah, we're doing it together, and we're gonna go out and and we'll spend five minutes to see if any of the bugs, if it works, and then it comes out. No, no, no insect. See, it works. Then we go out next time. We do ten minutes. 
And then yeah. all of a sudden that becomes the learned behavior that, okay, actually it does work. It's an experiment and it's supposed to be a shift in, in mind. Um, I, if, 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 does he watch any, if he has a film or cartoon or stuff that he watches, there's some of them that do have people that have force fields on and it's a way of saying, okay, they've got, this is like a force field that keeps us away from the insects and, 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 but we'll do some small experiments and, and to just show how it does work. That, uh, but but also normalizing it because mommy doesn't like bugs and insects, so he knows. <laughs> and this is what I this is you know I you know I have to tell you a little secret, Zach. I actually don't like bugs and insects, but you know how I'm able to manage. I started to use this little insect repellent that scales them away. So yeah. so that's my little secret. So I'm gonna share it with you, and we're gonna go outside, and I'll show you, you how it works. Keep him landed, like because he's gonna run, and before. Before we can we can even use the darn repellent, he's out of there. <laughs> no, no, but you, yeah, you just you know? go to the to the front door and hang out for a bit. You don't go. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, graded, so. yeah, grave. That's what you call babysitting. Like graded uh -huh. exposure means you slowly expose yourself to it, and then each day it, you, you you expose a little bit of of it. So you don't just rush out there. It's like someone who's afraid of of snakes. You don't just then put them in a room with a snake. Right. It's like maybe see a picture of a snake and you see them in a cage and you touch the cage and you just bit three steps. So yeah, it's 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 what I do for a living. But but as I said, but someone on the spectrum, I, I, I you become very creative in these type of things because you need them to be more it's very practical, sometimes visual. You need to bring in different things. It's like, yeah. you know, um, it's like my invisible force field. So they can't see us, actually. It's like the bug. This is, you know, and if they have the picture of it and it's a repellent, it should have like a bug on it and it says, see, this means that they can't see us. So when yeah. we go out there, the bugs can't see us. Now, people can, but the insects can't, so they can't come near us. You know, you, you just play around like that to see which one he, he gravitates to. <laughs> Yeah, look, thank you. I, I I hear you. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we we live in the south in Georgia, so it yeah. there's some interesting bugs flying around out here. I yeah. will say they are huge and they are a bit intimidating, but uh <laughs> you're right, you know, that you gotta start somewhere. And that's a cool idea. Just and and it'll, and it'll hopefully you know we'll be able to the increments will increase you know yeah yeah in, in how you do it but how did you go around when did you write your book because you, you know I just I, oh. I to see <laughs> that you had a, oh. a you know ultimate autism award <laughs> you had a book I'm thinking when did she get to write this you know what uh, so I wrote it years ago it's 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 a very short story it's a rhyming book like a Dr Seuss vibe with the whole you know rhyming I love. I love to, I like the books that rhyme. So I wrote it years ago, years and years, but I've just been sitting on it. And when COVID happened, I'm like, okay, we're just all at home. Um, and it was during Zach's sixth grade year. He's in eighth now. So yeah, during sixth grade is when I started to um, work with um, the um, illustrator and you know, the, the woman who, you know, helped me to put it out and it's crazy because my mom and my mom actually started illustrations with me uh before COVID happened because she can oh my gosh she that was one of her hidden gifts hidden talents that lady can draw I can't draw to save my life but <laughs> she draws so well and uh she would always draw like for myself my sister my niece like <laughs> when we had little projects in school 
um, and had to draw things, you know, book reports and whatnot, she would always, I guess I cheated because my mom would always draw my my stuff. She Because she can look at something and just sketch it. Okay. And um, so she was supposed to illustrate for me, but then she ended up getting her diagnosis. And so, you know, it, I didn't want to bother her with that. But yeah, so while we were just home, homeschooling, oh, which was so grueling. <laughs> no, that thing almost took me out. I'm serious. That I I was very, that was the start of depression. I'm so serious. Like I, I, I did not know what I was facing. I didn't know that was going to affect me that way, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough, man. It was, it's, oh, that thing was hard. And I only had one child, so I don't want to complain. <laughs> Ooh, it was hard. Like being on, because see, that was Zach and my first year in middle school we transitioned from elementary with here here in america elementary is grades one k through five kindergarten through fifth grade is elementary school and then middle school is six seven eight mm. so we so we transitioned on the computer from mm. elementary school that we've been in for five years k through five to this new middle school with new teachers new system new everything and new hours I'm used to the elementary hours. <laughs> Middle school hours were from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day. Nine to four. That is almost an eight-hour job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine to four with a special needs kid on the computer. Yeah. And I'm constantly having to print out all the work. You know, we had to have lots of paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the you know, they didn't give us parents any money to go and get all this stuff. <laughs> had to constantly have, you know, paper and print. Um, um, what do you call it? Ink and you know, um, it was just intense. It was intense because I had to stop. I couldn't go work at all. I mean, of course, we were all kind of chilling because we were quarantining, but yeah, I literally, I had to stop whatever life I thought I had. I literally had to, because I had to, I, I couldn't leave my 12-year-old by himself um, to, you know, interact with his teachers. You could, you could leave the, the average you know, sixth grader to go ahead and get it done. Mm. Um, no, we're not saying they want to, they're kids, but I'm saying, but in, but in Zach's case, no, he literally needed assistance. He's, he's, oh. he's autistic, you know? Um, so I couldn't leave his side that much. Computer was shut down sometimes, you know, you had to restart or mm. sometimes the teacher would be needing certain things that only I could understand, you know, mm -hmm. that I needed to, assist him with it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh that thing wore me out anyway so that's not what we're talking so anyway during that while he was on the computer i would step away a little bit and um have meetings like this zoom sessions um putting the book together uh coming up with the the drawings with the illustrator uh coming up with the font coming up with you know how i wanted it to look um the, the cover you know just really piecing it together. We went through that for about, uh, we went back and forth about six to eight months. And then my mom's health turned for the worse. Yeah. Um, and COVID and life just was happening for everybody. So we paused it. And then um, if you, if you, if you look at the book, I think it says on there 2021, maybe even like I put it out or 2022. I can't remember. I put it out, but I, I didn't even announce it. It's been out there for a minute. But my mom passed. And so, you know, she got sicker in life for me. Just, I, you know, nothing mattered at the time. So mm. it's just been there chilling mm. <laughs> um, because I was like, I don't, it has to have a proper setup, you know. Um, 
but when she passed, I just was like, okay, I'll just wait and tell folks about it later. So now is the time, you know, um, it's been out for a minute and it's April, you know, Autism Awareness Month. And I was just like, let me just go ahead and let people know, hey, I wrote a book. It's here. It's on Amazon. It's at Barnes Nobles. And um, now is, you know, it, it now is as good of a time, you know, as ever to do it, to go ahead and, and um, promote it and put it out there. My mom was really happy for me and happy about it. Um, of course, she was bummed that she couldn't partake in the illustrations as we originally planned, but I'm just happy that she got to see that I did it before she passed. Is there any guilt when trying to promote the books in any way? No, 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 not at all. No, because I, I, I mean, it's it's really been like a year just sitting there, you know. And the publishers uh, didn't say, "Come on, you know, aren't you going to help?" No, they were very. They completely understood. They were very, very understanding. You know, the good thing is that okay, um, and and also I will say this too. Um, I had a few, there were a few oversights and a few things that I, you know, wanted to change and things like that. So that also took time as well. You know, we had a few turnovers and a few things that I wanted to remix and do differently. So, oh God, unfortunately, I think folks were ordering. And if, listen, let me just, disclaimer, if you ordered a book before I announced it and you got a book that had a page twice, <laughs> <laughs> order my Special Please. edition. <laughs> exactly. Please forgive me because I saw that and I freaked out. So things like that also had me like wait because it had to be right, you know. Oh, how did that happen? How, how did it happen? I'm like, how did you print a page twice? Oh, I was sick. But anyway, Phew. yeah, I'm a first time out there. It's new to me. I was just like, okay, whatever. Let's just fix. <laughs> so yes, this is my first, my first effort uh, as a children's book author. I'm so excited. Um, it's called Zach's Favorite Socks. Okay. Um, I have some copies over there actually. I was I was gonna hold one up for you. Let me see. I have so many copies here, but <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. There's like all on the floor everywhere in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well what did the the um inspiration, what did he think of it? Oh Zach. Oh Zach is nonchalant about everything. Even if you saw his name, we saw it. He don't care about nothing but that iPad and YouTube. He is a true 14-year-old nowadays. He is so just in his own world and he looked at it and was just like and mind you he has a collection of books out of this world he loves collecting books he does not like to read them <laughs> at all he, well i'm like come on dude you can't <laughs> ask me to buy you all these books we're running out of space to store them but you don't want to read them like he does not want to read them he just likes to line them up <laughs> have them in a certain section and he'll flip the pages he likes looking at the pictures but when it comes time for him to use his words and read them, he just <laughs> so he saw it and he probably was like, Oh god, please don't ask me to read. I don't to read. <laughs> he associates it with schoolwork too much, I think. Ah. <laughs> but then do you read? Are you a reader? Yes. Well, I used to really, really read a lot. Um, I slowed down. I don't read as much as I used to, but I've learned that um that's a really healthy space for me. It helps to kind of just ease my mind. You know, it's um it's therapeutic. So I'm going to get back into it. I have boxes and boxes of books. My God, that I used to, I used to travel with books. I used to read a whole lot. Like I love all types of different books. Mostly, um, I would mostly read um, 
fiction, of course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to read like the romance books <laughs> back in the day. And then when I when I matured and grew up some, I started reading a lot of self-help books. Um, but I stopped, I stopped that because I started feeling guilty. Because you know, my mother was like, girl, the only self book, self-help book out there is the Bible. And so <laughs> <laughs> well, then actually what they do is they actually they actually take out Jesus he's, and then it's the same self-help book that he's, you know, oh, his words are there and it's no different, you know, give and being forgive and you know, yeah. planning your well, what your mind is, everything. Yeah, there's a lot of different. So what I what I discovered was because you know, with Phyllis. When, with all the um, philosophical books, it's like they take a piece of Buddhism and a piece of Christianity and a piece of this, a piece of that, like you said, you know, and they integrate it. And it's it's all just one big hodgepodge of being kind. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it is. You know? yeah, I, I took a leadership course when I was still doing, before I turned into therapy. And, and they pretty much says, look, the ultimate leader is the, the self-sacrificing one like Jesus and then a dictator is the worst type of leader you can be. And so they're pretty much, and everything they were teaching, Maslow's hierarchy, everything's based on on, on scripture, every, everything. So, yeah. but it doesn't mean that they're, they're bad to read because it's about le- learning different things. You know, you can learn different things. And, 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 and there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible, but, you know, there's still other people that got inspired to to to, to write about other things that yeah. you, can, you can write. Um, but do you read with Zach? I used to. I don't as much anymore. When he was younger, all the time, all the time. When he was younger, now that he's fourteen, not so much. Mm. Um, but yes, when he was younger, I would read at bedtime, or sometimes I would just read, just to kind of strengthen his reading. Um, mm. Because he learned how to read really young. We got him my baby can read when he was okay remember that program yeah <laughs> and he could read like super early before first grade but what we learned was because they advanced him they were like oh my gosh you could read oh my gosh but then they <laughs> what they realized was that oh but he does not comprehend what he's yeah reading. the comprehension yeah yep. he he struggles pretty uh pretty uh, I, won't, well, I shouldn't say severely but he struggles quite a bit with the comprehension of of it of the stories he's gotten better the older he's gotten i've noticed like um with repetition like with everything with them um in middle school the repetition of the stories and i think the repetition of how they they're teaching them um with reading comprehension he definitely has gotten better but mm-hmm. he gets frustrated with it and therefore he don't want to see a book he don't want to hear a book <laughs> he doesn't want to he is over it. He's just like, I'm good. So <laughs> I don't really get to him as much anymore. No. Um, listen, I'm like, dude, I'm going to start opening these books up again. We're going to start practicing reading. And he just looks at me like with this face of gloom and doom. He does not want to do it. But I know it would be good for him for several reasons. He's just not interested. And I'm just at the point with him where I, I, I'm really just choosing my battles. I don't want to force, you know, a lot of things on him. No, he is not, you know, the parent and he is not running the show. However, I just don't want it to be counterproductive, you know? And so, I, yeah, I'm dyslexic and I, I don't like reading. And um, it's, you know, but I can, I um, I had to, I learned to, um, audio, audio things are easier mm-hmm. for me. Um, mm-hmm. 
and 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 I, and I, I until I got, before I got my diagnosis when my I see how old is my son now he's 12 going on to 13 but when he was you know five and six and and he was an advanced reader so I'm reading to him and because of my dyslexia there's certain words that I couldn't pronounce and I'm trying to mumble through it and he's correcting me and I'm like oh my goodness right. it, it, yeah it, 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 it was tough but um but I yeah but I know that um yeah there are battles that you you, you take and and when I work with kids who have social anxiety I said look my job isn't to to get you to do whatever you don't want to do if you're socially anxious um and it's affecting you doing day-to-day stuff then we have to work on it but if if it's like you don't you'd like to stay in your room playing any games and you don't necessarily want to go out and hang out with people then I, I'm not I, I'm not going to help you because that's not what you want to do so unless they say yeah you know what I actually want to be able to do this but I'm too anxious to do it then it's like okay piece of cake so right yeah it's it's learning it's a learning curve for me as a parent, even. I mean, I I mean, what you just mentioned is what Zach would love to do. Just sit in his room, not come out, not associate with other people. <laughs> yeah. And stay on his iPad and watch YouTube. And that's his comfort zone, you know? Yeah. He doesn't want to interact with a whole lot of folks. He just doesn't. Um, leave it to him. He'll come outside and get, you know, a little fresh air for a few minutes, maybe to <laughs> have something to eat. And he loves going to the restaurant and maybe go to the movies. He likes going to the movies with his dad. That's their thing um that he enjoys but he's like after that like he's like all right take me right on back in he just does not enjoy being out like that yeah yeah Um, but the only thing I could say about that would mainly just be you know a schedule where he can do the bulk of what he loves to do but that would mean that he has to sacrifice things that you like to do and it might be going for the walk with the bugs, or it yeah, might be exactly. going to yeah, a restaurant yeah, together. <laughs> and but then it's like you don't, yeah. So those are the ways of really, uh, and then re- reward charts help with 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 that as well. But mm-hmm. you know, choosing the right type of battles, if you, if it is to, um, you can't force him to socialize if he doesn't want to. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a young kid that I'm working with right now who is fourteen. And 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 he just likes to be in his room playing his video games, um. So I, I yeah. So that's that's always a challenge because he just wants to do that. He has ADHD. Um, okay. But, yeah. 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 That's that. it. And it's like, listen, I have parents that are like, "Girl, that's not just that's not just kids on the spectrum. That's all kids at that age." <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Then there's that, you know. Um. So, but I do want to start reading to him again because, like I said. He has so many books and it's just like, I, I I look at all those books sometimes and I'm like, listen, I'm I'm going to eventually donate these books because they're just there. <laughs> <laughs> but before I do, <laughs> you know, it would be really cool to just, I just want to see his reaction because I haven't, I haven't read, read to him in a while. You know, um, I wonder, I don't know how he would respond if he saw me with the book, who knows? And I have so many. You know, yeah, um, one of his books, and it could be you read a page, he reads a page. You know, I I did doubt the you know, the kids, and 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 or, or um, you know, you read out loud, and and he doesn't necessarily need to this time around, but just mixing things up, um, and um, it it's it is maybe yeah, and because you know, I, when I try and get my kids to read a, uh, a two couple of pages, then I say, what did you 
try to test their comprehension. What did you take from the story? And 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 doesn't matter how little or how off it seems. It's like well, well done. At least you're learning to 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 read and take yeah. something out of it. Um, and so, yeah. And and but then and 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 you know that could be a fun. Yeah. What does he? Um, yeah, he doesn't like that because he, they do that at school, you know, as a um, assignment every day, reading comprehension. So they have to read the story, and I, I looked at those stories. Um, so while he's in an autistic class, um, like a um, what do you call it, a special education autistic class, which is basically yeah. for, you know learning disabilities, those stories are still pretty intricate and and in my opinion, still a bit um advanced for mm. for Zach. But I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not challenging. It's it's a good thing, you know, it's a really great um curriculum. However, I know it's a lot for his brain, you know. Um and so it's tough sometimes. I could you know, I could just tell um even if they you know they try to teach him to highlight certain things, you know, because they have to read the story and then they have to have to answer questions and sometimes the questions are multiple choice uh and then they have to write s- sentences you know what what the story was about yeah it's a, it's, it's a lot it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah but you're, you're looking at doing some more fun things so you you, you want to separate school work and yes. everything to get you know even if it's a comic or something so it's it's more fun it's more interactive yeah. it's a game out of it and and it's so That's it's exactly. Yeah, so book doesn't uh, reading a book isn't associated with school. Yeah, because he's all. looking at me like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not school time. This is going to be a fun time. We, you know, a puzzle. Because your know, mommy stopped reading, so I want to. I need you to help me. Let's read this. Let's read around to get to gay, and and then you, you know, the, trying to interpret the story isn't writing it down. It's like, wow, this story reminds me of when I was a kid, and da da da. What what does it remind you of? And then whatever he says, he says. And well, and that's the thing, he's unable to really fully articulate, you know, mm. because of his language delay. He could say some things, you know, say, hey, what, what was the story about? You know, and if it was about Timmy who climbed a mountain and, you know, then went and swam in the lake, I'll say, hey, what was it about? And he'll just be like, Timmy. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, actually, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, you know, but then, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? But, but like, yeah. the more and more in, um, detail the questions become, like, it's just, it gets a bit challenging for him. But that's where you just simplify it. So, okay, what, can you remember yeah. the name of the guy? Oh, it's Timmy. Yep, yeah, Timmy. Yeah, Emmanuel. And, you know, what do you think if, you know, just Bay could be Bay, basically, it's more yeah. so less around him trying to do what he does in school, but just more of having a, I'm making a fun thing out of just read it. Um, just right, which this. is why I wanted the pictures. I think because he's a, yeah, the a pictures, yeah, visual learner. So that 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 definitely helps because, and I also tell him with his schoolwork, just remember to look at the title because most of the time the title of the story is ultimately what it's mostly about. Yeah. So I try to, you know I try to tell him that, but like you know even with me with when I used to read I I. I I also used to journal and I don't do that anymore either. And I know those are habits that are healthy. So like when I would be reading the self-help books, you know, like his class, you know, I'd take my highlighter, <laughs> you know, and uh, whether they were, like I said, talking about parts from 
you know, Buddha or Christianity or the Quran, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I'm highlighting, you know, all the the sweet spots, if you will, and <laughs> from every every little every different religion or what have you. And I would try to journal like overall what I learned from that chapter. Mm, you know, yeah. that I get out. Mm. And but my mom would challenge me and just be like, "Girl." Girl, 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 Christianity put out. <laughs> I love my mama. You gotta love you gotta love Minister Marianne, honey. She's like, she's like, that's what I said. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we if if Zach was able to fully, I think, understand and adapt and you know, just gather. Even if it's just bits and pieces of the story, um, to where it makes sense for him, then I'm I'm good with that. But in school, you know, he's being graded, and so it's it's more like no, it's more precise. No, that's the wrong answer. You know what I mean? Like no, that's not right. But at home, like if he, if he was just to give me like yeah, like you said, like just name one thing. Oh, the mountain. You know? Yeah. I'll take it. You know, and I'll be like, well, what about the mountain? What did he do? You know. I'll push it a little bit, but I'm not going to like. Yeah, yeah. But you also oh. want to separate the two. As I said, you, you don't want it to be an assessment at right, home. Let's, because... not do, let's not do a quiz, mom. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just read together. And even yeah. if you do, and, and even if it is, if he is able to read, then you read a page, you read a page, and then that's it. He doesn't necessarily need to come do given any comprehension because he's doing that in school. But this is just a different style. Um, that, that, that could create any difference. Um, that yeah. that can something different. What is the name of your book, so that we can make sure that? Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna hop off. We're not gonna talk for three hours today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Okay. 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 We do. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think they're over here somewhere. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I just can't help but give him a little quiz because you know I'm just so focused on. I think. I think I just want to see where his comprehension is. So it's just a habit, just me trying to push a little bit and see like how far he's come with his comprehension. But you're right. I'm not going to give him a quiz every time. Let's just read and have a mommy son moment. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah, the make, making it fun. As I said, you do, you want to disassociate what you do in school uh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's true. I feel like okay. The, all the other copies that are the right copies are downstairs, but y'all don't know this is not the right copy. <laughs> Zach's favorites. Yeah, we can see it. Favorite yeah. socks. Yes, <laughs> Zach's favorite socks. So Zach is obsessed with socks in real life. Um, so I was raised to where I couldn't. We we just my mom just would cringe when she saw us walking barefoot. So <laughs> always had to have something on our feet. Always. Wow. Yes, <laughs> always in the house, right? So I kind of raised Zach the same way. Um, in that he just always had to have socks on wow. some kind of little booty or slippers or, you know. Um, and so now though, it's to the point to where he will not go to bed without socks. I'm like, you could take them off now. Like, <laughs> What you trained me all this time. And now I, want to try and I've trained him to walk, to not walk on the cold floor in the winter with no shoes on. You're going to get sick, okay. but, <laughs> but he's obsessed with socks. So we're like, he loves them so much to where it'd be 90 degrees. It's summertime. And that boy, 
sleeps in socks. I'm like, how do you do that? I can't yeah, you, but you taught me, mom, because you taught grandma <laughs> taught you. So what do we how do I do that? I to wear them on the cold floor, not in the bed. <laughs> you said walking around with sweat shoes on. Yeah, listen. That was listen, we could not walk around barefoot. Like it was <laughs> a real thing. My mom would be like, put something on your feet, you know? Um, and so and I do it with Zach. It's yeah, to have it now. He has he always has socks on or slippers on. What do I do? I didn't think how to put them on in, in the bed. Anyway, he loves to, he loves them so much that I had to write a book about it because um, yeah, he does not like to sleep without socks. Like I've sometimes tried to take them off, like, hey, it's warm tonight, it's really hot. And I'll be like, socks or no socks? He says, no, um, socks or no socks? He says, socks. Every time. I'm like, Zach, is hot. And I'll like try to take him away. And he'll be like, no, 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 no. Give him a <laughs> oh, He sleeps in socks. And I don't know how people do that. It's so uncomfortable. But he sleeps in socks. Anyway, yes. Zach's favorite socks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a young boy who was like, I think it's the first day of first grade. Zach, of course. Uh, same as Zach. And yeah, he's going to first grade. Um. But he has to have his, you know, he's 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 getting up for the first day of school and he's getting ready to go to first day of school. But he has to have this certain pair of socks to make it through the day at school. He just, oh uh, I mean, yeah, safety behavior there, right? Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, systematic. Um, what with with our children on the spectrum, we know that they are very uh structured. Yeah, they have their yeah, structure between right? yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And so he has plenty of other socks. So his mother offers him like, hey. What about these? He's like, no, <laughs> those are not the ones. And so, yeah, he's off to school, but he's very, very disappointed. He's really sad because he, he looked for them like the whole morning and he just, he can't find them. So yeah, that's what it's about. So it's called Zach's Fair Socks. And so by the end of the story, um, he finally finds them. But um, while he's at school, like he can't even focus. You see, he's sitting at his desk. And he's thinking about those darn socks. Okay, okay. <laughs> the bell's about to ring, but he's just like, where are my socks? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I would like to do a sequence and then like gradually, I want to gradually introduce autism. So the socks are the, are, are, are the autism logo, the print on the socks, uh -huh. the puzzle pieces. For those of us who know, no, if not, of course, you know, but I don't mention autism this first book, but that's just a subtle introduction, just showing that the socks um, have the autism logo. And I think by the second or third book, I'm going to introduce the fact that, you know, Zach um, is so routine um, because, you know, he's he has autism and try to explain in a subtle way um, what that looks like. And we know that looks so many different ways, but, you know, yeah. So, because in this book, Zach is very vocal and uses his words incredibly and can really talk. That's not my Zach story. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, I, I do know Zach is in class with um, some of his classmates from kindergarten are still in class with him all the way in eighth grade. And, and, and they are very verbal. Mm. So, you know. But what about the mom, the parent in the story? Yes. I guess what that's is <laughs> yeah so but what is their reaction i mean does their focus on well she's just trying to you know get him relaxed and calm enough to get on the bus and go to school it's the first day of school you're excited you don't want to miss the first day of school we'll find your socks she assures him and reassures him that by the time he gets home she'll she will have found his socks 
And ultimately that's what happens. Jesus is like, we'll find them. Don't worry about it. You know, it'll be okay. They're somewhere. Mommy will find them. And that's, that's, that's generally what I do. You know, I'm the superhero. <laughs> okay. 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 okay, you know, okay. I, 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 I'm magic, of course. So <laughs> just like in real life in the book, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I do wonder then if, it, if, you know, if, if have you approached anything from the, 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 pros, the prospect, the perspective of a parent, um, of, of an autistic child, what it's, you know, Either either it's a self help book or even if it's a, a reflection or a diary, um, what, you know, because I know yourself, oh. Faith Evans, I think Sean Stockton is a number. So many. so many, so many of us, man. It's like if you don't know someone with a child on the spectrum, that's now odd. You know, it's like wow. the new normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone knows someone with a child on the spectrum. If you don't have one yourself, it's it's just. It's 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 pretty uh it's it's crazy it's uh it's wild it's how many of us now have children on the spectrum and and or know someone you know. But have um, you read any books? Of, you know, when you for yourself, did you read anything of somebody else's experiences? No, not in not books. No, but I've spoken to many parents um, who've reached out to me on social media since uh, I first disclosed that I had a, a son on the spectrum. Yeah. I get lots of, I get lots of DMs to this day. You know. Um, I've encountered, it's, it's, man, it's mind blowing. Uh, I know so many parents now who are raising, I think I told you this the last interview, multiple kids on the spectrum, not just one, mm. not just two, sometimes three. I know a few parents that have three children on the spectrum. Yeah, like, that's a full-time job. How yeah, in yeah. the what? What? Like, I can't even fathom, like, Zach for me is a handful and he's mm. not even severe, if you will, but he's not mm. like mild either, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and he's just one kid. I, 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 I just couldn't even imagine two and three on the spectrum. It is God knows, you know, who can handle that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's, it's deep. It's really deep. It's just, ugh, it's really deep. I don't, it's so many questions we have too, you know, there's a lot of parents, there's just so much controversy surrounding all the theories and thoughts and all that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. Yeah. But have you thought about writing from a perspective, from your perspective, um, because you've got two, two different stories here. You've got the, 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 um, the real amazing story of, of, of his birth and how you had to go through and experience all that Mm -hmm. um, early stages and then the other stage is well, um, as a single parent, um, raising him on a, a child on a spectrum, but also having a career in entertainment where it isn't like your nine to five and stuff. And then the other phase with, is then dealing with you know, so you can look at different, you know, this is um, different books from the beginning, the middle, which is um, raising him as by yourself and with a career. Then you've got you know dealing with, they want your mom raising him then your career and 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 from from those point of views so there is almost a reflection for parents um how they um yeah. other parents you know the inspirational stuff and it could be in the third person or it could be autobiography well yeah i've been approached i've been I, I, so uh, for a while now, I've always felt like 
it was too early for me to tell my story. Uh, like I, I felt like I didn't have enough to tell, but oh, I, 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 I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> I definitely, whew, God, I, I, yeah, I, I, I could definitely write an autobiography, but yeah, it's not even about me. Um, to your point, I for, for sure have, the thought has crossed my mind. I think it, it would be beneficial to share my story, you know, to other parents of children on the spectrum or just special needs kids period across the board, you know, young adults as well, uh, because it, it is uh, pretty, it's, it's pretty, um, it's layered and it's, it's mm -hmm. every day is different. You know, every, every year is different with them. I'm shucks. I'm still learning with Zach, you know, he's, he's changing. He's now about, he's a young man now. He's not, you know, a little boy. He's not a big boy. He's a young man. Yeah. Uh, he is going to high school in the fall, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, what does that look like? You know, a, a young black man in America and all of that good stuff, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. It's a lot. Um, yeah. To, to but but also there's a difference between the, the story that you might get, which most of the books that we receive um, are from the perspective of a, of a, a white couple. Mm. Mm. Um, who have not just mom and dad within the family supporting, but they have the extended grandparents around yeah. to support yeah. both also who might always be together uh, as uh, from the perspective of a black family where, you know, they may, dad will be available, but not living at, at home. Um, granddad might not be around. And then it's like, okay, so that's a very different and unique story and some dads is like, oh, okay, this child is a little bit too much. I'm out of here, and you know, um, and, and and but it's a lot, and it could happen quite a lot more. So when you're thinking of the effects of black males in America, then to deal with the fact that they're on the spectrum, and and not raised in on the, in the same roof as with dad, um, how much more so that it now you don't have, it doesn't have to be autobiography. It could be as I said, it could be a fictional character. Um, but it could, you know, pretty much be yourself because a person could be, you know, a, 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 an actress instead of a singer. But right. being black <laughs> and stuff, you could, you know, move well, things around. Just, um, you know, you know, just as just yeah, it, it could be, it could be something like that. No, just I, I completely agree, and really, just to, um, I, I would want to come up, come from a place of of um, uh, nonfiction, you know, um, and just really being transparent. Yeah. <laughs> And truly sharing my my experience, my journey, my thoughts, you know, how I felt in the beginning, uh, what I was going through, um, you know, all the, 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 the confusion, you know, um, I think sometimes a lot of young parents have shame, you know, a lot of young parents um, may not have the resources, you know, within the Black community. A lot mm -hmm. of times that's the case, you know, just uh, being a somewhat, you know, a public figure, if you will, and in, in trying to utilize my voice to help those young parents not to be ashamed. You know, mm. I, I definitely have so much to share for sure. Even just seeing other parents of um, Zach's classmates or when I would take him to therapy, you know, and just watching the other um, black and brown families. Uh, it's just, it's a lot. It, it really truly is. And um, some of them are from a two parent home and, but then some of them are not, you know, and it definitely mm. plays a part. I think um, 
like you said, there are fathers who they either disappear or they brush it off like, oh, he'll be okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, or they, you know, or, or or they don't know how to really deal with it or don't want to deal with it hands on. And yeah, it, it's a number of things. Um, but my initial experience was, uh, yeah, my emotions were all over the place. I didn't know how to handle it or what to do with it. Uh, it took me a minute to finally accept it. Not super long time, not a super long time, uh, but it did. I did have to process it. And when I did, I'm like, okay, now it's time to help, get him help and move full steam ahead, you know, do what I can as his mom to assure that I'm giving him his best life, you know? Um, so I was like, man, in the beginning, I was, I was, whew, there was a tenacity that was like no other in the very beginning. I'm like, no, I'm, I have to do this. I have to put him in this. I have to put him in that. I gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 um, and it's just, it should remain that way. However, you know, it does get taxing after a while but you, you can't give up you know especially as a single mom you know but you can't give up can't you have to always fight the good fight as, as they say because you're all they have you know i but, am zach so no when you think if you look back at um, not only zach's early birth and, and stuff but then also what has just happened to your mom do you feel like you've you've had a, a raw deal sort of thing that you've pretty much had to off with a lot and just your 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 your, your short uh, life that you had you know, <laughs> still, you know well, in this young well, life of yours they like look at look at all that you and and you know <laughs> you haven't even gone you've got halfway through and 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 it's like man look at what i've had to put up with you know <laughs> i feel like that on certain days like today i'm so tired <laughs> i'm exhausted but no, I don't. I don't look look at it like that at all because I feel like to whom much is given, much is required, and I feel like I've had quite a blessed life. Um, I feel like you know, there are lots of people that want to be famous, right? Especially these days, and there are so many folks that want to be singers, and whether you're good or not is not the point. Whether you're talented or not is not the point. Whether you're gifted or not is not the point. any of that. None of that matters. The bottom line is either you're chosen or you're not. For whatever reason, I was chosen. And I feel like because I was chosen to um, share my gift with the world at such a young, early age, um, it's like, this is part two of my life. This is, you know, this is like the other half of it. And while I want to kick and scream and complain, <laughs> You know, and sh and shout to the Raptors, hey! It's, oh my God, it's not fair. Why me? I, <laughs> why, like, why not you? You know, that's how I, I choose to look at it. Because it's like, girl, like, do you know how many people in the world wish they had the opportunity that you were given at such a long, uh, such a young age? You know, not given, but you know that God blessed me with. Because, mm. like, how many people can say that? Hey, straight out of 12th grade, I, you know, during 11th and 12th grade, you know, I signed with Motown and um, yeah, I miss my prom and all the good stuff that comes with high school and, you know, all the senior trips and whatever, but I, I, I was in New York filming a video with a girl named Missy Elliott in this song called Stilo that suddenly, you know, became successful and contributed to Nickelodeon culture and 
you know what I mean? On tour with a new edition. It's just all these cool things before I'm even barely 19, you know, <laughs> maybe even 18. And, and I'm leaving out a whole bunch, but the point, you get the point though. The point is like, nah, that is surreal to me. I think, I think that's pretty profound. Like, like that's incredible. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, you know what? I definitely have been hit with a lot, <laughs> you know, from my son almost losing his life at birth to, you know, now my, my mom losing her sudden battle with cancer um, to gosh, just so many ups and downs and highs and lows and everything in between, you know, all types of adversities, but that's life, you know, it's not fair and it's hard. And um, I get, I'm human. So I get frustrated sometimes, you know, I cry sometimes. I'm angry sometimes. I curse sometimes, <laughs> you know. Uh, but what 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 is there? Like, what am I going to do? I could sit here and complain, and I do that pretty often as well. But <laughs> <laughs> but I check myself and I say, "Hey, girl, shake it off. Like, what are you complaining about? It could be worse." And still, you are so blessed. I still live such a blessed life. I really mm -hmm. do. I really really do. You know, I am I am so blessed and I'd like to think highly favored as well. Um, my mom, Lord, <laughs> my mom would always say, well, you know, you know, because of my favorite, you know, that you um, live the life, have the life that you have because of my favorite and my prayers. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I, I'm like, I know my, okay. But now that I'm older, I, I, I agree. I know that her and my grandmother who, prayed over me and with me throughout the years and who are prayer warriors. I know that, um, of course, in addition to God's grace and mercy, that um, all is going to be well. And there are days, I mean, I could just say yesterday that I feel like sad and like depressed and like there's no light at the end of the tunnel because I just had a sad day yesterday. But I had to climb out of that because I know that still I have my health and strength, you know, my mind sometimes, you know, my sanity, some may question at times, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, all jokes aside, like I'm thankful, like I still have my sanity to be able to raise my child. You know what I mean? My, my, my son is good. He's well taken care of. He's a spoiled brat. Like he's Gucci. We not on no medication. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not, we're, we don't have seizures. We're not, we're, we're, we're good. Thank you, cheats. You know what I'm saying? It could be worse. That's my point. I have a home, a roof over my head. Like I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you, God. And not just with material things. I'm just saying like, we take so much for granted, you know, mm -hmm. and just seeing what my mom went through. I'm really trying to do better at just really being grateful for the small things yeah. that aren't so small. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Not I mean, good, you know but, so i'm just like god i got all my limbs my, my limbs are working my fingers my toes <laughs> yeah i can get dressed by myself you know what i mean i'm i, I can walk i'm not yeah. in a wheelchair like yes some days i want to curse everybody out because i'm just i'm just mad at the world i just got an attitude <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm tired like physically i didn't get enough sleep i didn't sleep actually 
Last night I didn't sleep. I forgot. Oh my God. How am I talking to you? I am on two hours of sleep. Wow. I sleep last night. Um, and it's it, and that happens often. Um, but that's been happening since really since my son was born. Just just terrible with sleep. Parents know. We we're we're used to that. Moms know what I'm talking about. Okay, especially, I was gonna say like our special needs. listen. Moms with boy, uh, with not just boys, with bo children on the spectrum. Oh, we don't sleep through the night. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that just started sleeping through the night. Thank God when he turned about, he just stopped sleeping with me. He used to, <laughs> oh, that was a problem. Oh God, it was a problem till he was about 10, 11. Just it was hard, you know, because they Zach he wouldn't wander throughout the house, but he definitely would wake up. You know, you got to watch him, you know, they sometimes just. Walking up and down the hallway, pacing, you know, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't sleep for years. Uh, Zach is, oh God, he like now when I ask him, hey, why don't you come watch a movie with me? I try to, I said, come on, I got popcorn. I try to get, I try to lure him in the bed. Like, come on, popcorn. I got fruit snacks. Let's watch a movie. And he's like, <laughs> his dad told me, he's like, don't worry, he's going to stop wanting to sleep with you. I promise you. And I'm like, how? I can't tell. Like it's, it's been so long. He's 10 now. And he's like, he is so not going to want to sleep with you. So he said, it's going to, you're going to look up and, and, and he's just going to not want to sleep with you. It's going to, he's going to, it's a phase. And I'm like, I didn't, I'm like, he don't know what he's talking about because it's autism. He, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and now but you're trying not, to get him back in like, come on, come on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank God. <laughs> that was hard. That was hard. Thank God we're past that. He's 14 now. He's been on, in his own bed. Praise the Lord, saints. But I say all that to say that I, I developed a very unhealthy sleeping habit mm -hmm. because I'm so used to broken sleep. So now that my mom has passed, um, I just, I just, I, I don't sleep that great, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes because so, her death is just still fresh for me. So anyway, last night was one of those nights and, um, you know, I, I, I didn't take anything for sleep. I don't have any prescribed medication or anything. So um, cause I didn't want to get, you know, I don't want to be codependent on, on anything. So I didn't take any of uh, like z -Quil, which is the most I'll take. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just up, I'm like, oh my God. So yeah. Wow. So yeah. I'm talking hours. <laughs> well, but you know, I mean, but you, one of the things, the behaviors are really the, um, you know, writing your appreciation, but also writing your frustrations down. Because mm -hmm. the idea is to make sure the mind is is not clogged up with all these thoughts. That's what it is. My mind does not turn off. My yeah. wheels are constantly turning. I can't get it to shut off. But that's why I need to focus on, you know, really praying and meditating and just like really. You need to write them down. It, it needs to come off. It's like an alarm clock that you keep pressing snooze. It will keep buzzing unless you stop turning Ooh. off. And that's what the mind's like. So the, the thing is, the behaviors then become writing down the thoughts. Oh, I miss mom. Writing it down. Oh, um, that's good. Just okay. putting them. And then it's out. The mind says, oh, we can let go of it now. But when you try and it just says, no, we, we, we can't deal with that. So writing it down, having a journal beside you and all those thoughts, mindsets and what you're happy about, what you're upset about. And each night, and I did that for about two and a half years. Um where every time I'd wake up and I had all these things, I'd just write them down in the diary. Now the diary, I still have the diaries, but I've never gone back to them because it was oh, but I needed it for that season just to get yeah, rid yeah. of all the things that were in my mind. And if, once I did that, it was gone. Then something else would pop in. Really good. Yeah. So because yeah, I never the, thought to write things down. 
while sleeping. Well, when you wake up, I never thought to jot things when when you when you can't sleep. My go to is always. Um, so a friend of mine sent me a, a like a grief little book, it's really really small, like handheld, um, on grief. And so I've been like just reading passages out of that when I wake up. Um, cause see, I don't want to. For me, if I, I I wake up too easily, like if I'm up, out like I instantly my mind starts right. So if I start writing things in my mind, I feel like I'm gonna have to turn the light on. I have to wake up and it'll wake me up up. So I bought this little tiny lamp <laughs> so that I can read, but not, I guess, uh, wake up, stimulate my myself too much to where I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. So that's my only concern with that is that because if I start writing, Lord have mercy, because I like to write. I like. I love writing like to the point where I'm like overwriting. Like that was one of my favorite subjects in school, right? Like creative writing in English. So I would always be told by the teacher, girl, I only asked for one page. Gave me <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eli, like girl, uh, the sentences, all types of probably, what do they call those? Um, run on sentences, all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but that, with yeah. me, I'd probably like, Oh, Jesus. And no, then, no. But remember, it's a behavior and it's it's a discipline. So even when we're tr dealing with anyone who struggles with excessive worries, mm. when we do worry time, it is less than 20 minutes. It's not like go and worry for an hour and a half. It's So everything's time. So yeah. generally, it's like, what are, what are the one or two things that my mind's just thinking about? I'll just jot them down and then I'll go back to sleep. And if it pops up, it's like somebody who says they heard a song and they had to get up and write it down so that before it get it goes out. Yeah. But that's 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 a behavior that can help get whatever's in the mind. It's jotted down so the brain thinks, okay, we've gotten it out. We can now relax. But when it's in there, it's like, oh, we need to not forget that. And it's an analyzing different things. And you're trying to discipline yourself to say, we we've got 20 minutes tomorrow. Um, in the afternoon to to look at all these things, but I need to jot them down now, and and just watch and see how it helps the mind, the mindset. But those who struggle with sleep, it's a lot of it would be just the fact that they're trying to. Um, it's almost like a washing machine; it just keeps going round and round and round. Yeah, for sure. And and this is like I said, this is this is nothing new. I yeah, I've been struggling with sleep for years but I think that's just entertainers as well the very odd you know sleep hours anyway especially if if you're in studio working most artists like to work at night like I like to record at night I'm not recording right now but even like when I was like I'm yeah I'm nighttime up to like three or four in the morning and then would come home sleep a few hours and then get up and take back to school which is terrible. That's still like only three or four hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And most folks though would make up for it and sleep during the day. I'm running around, you know, running errands, going to the grocery store, doing this, being a mom or just, you know, adulting as they say. So it's hard for me to even like take naps in the daytime. So yeah, I'm just like, I'll just be up in your body, especially at this age. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there are basic things to do. I mean, one, I don't go into my bedroom until it's time to sleep. So my body knows that, okay, it's time to sleep. So I don't, you know, I don't watch, go into my room and watch TV. Oh, that's, that's good. Cause I do. And maybe I should stop. No. Yeah. So the bedroom <laughs> becomes, so this is when we're teaching sleep hygiene to teenagers. And mm -hmm. what happens with teenagers, they spend all their time in their bedroom. 
So when it comes to sleep, they've got everything in there. The body's not used to. It's mm-hmm. like, well, this is where we watch TV. This is where we hang out. So it it they can't separate the fact that you go into your bedroom. So yeah, uh, once I leave my bedroom in the morning, unless I'm going in to get something, I'm barely in there. And so That's- that when when I lay down, my brain knows. Okay, we've just got a few minutes before you shut down. And even my kids, they don't they they don't stay in their bedrooms there in the dining hall, in the living room, so that they know when it's time to go into the bedroom, it is pretty much shut down. That's pretty genius because I spend most of my time in my bedroom. <laughs> no, <laughs> your body doesn't then, it's not sleep time. It's like, it's right. yeah. uh, and I watch TV. And it, and it's no, like, goodness. I keep telling myself like, watch watch TV in the living room, you know, separate and like, just try it. And I try, but oh, I always end up in the bedroom. <laughs> But then it's like people, so so I when I get the kids to do, at least the teenagers I'm dealing with, it's like, okay, you know, you do routines like you've had your dinner, maybe you, you take a shower, maybe you put on your pajamas, maybe, and you're doing certain things to, to get the body condition that it is t- about this time to sleep. You know, you put your phone down and then you, you put your head on the pillow and then, you you know, it's pretty much okay. You've done all this sort of relaxing sort of stuff. And you're not doing to do anything else. As I said, it, it is it is something as a habit to try and separate the bedroom so you're not spending, you know, more than five, ten hours in, during the day in the bedroom because then the mindset's not going to think the bedroom is sleep room. It's just going to feel it's a it's we're used to being up and about on in there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely my room. I'm like. I, yeah, I'll be doing all types of stuff in the rooms. <laughs> you're right, like busy work and just busybody. You know, and you're right. The differentiation is, yeah, is I guess questionable then because it's like a multi-purpose space. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, makes a lot of sense. so an experiment would could be that okay, if you think about it this evening, like okay, when I'm going into before I go to bed. Maybe I'll take a shower, bath or stuff like that. Um, you know, um, take some hot chocolate or so. And I I I, you know, making sure that I'm not gonna spend um more than you know four hours four hours in the bedroom throughout the day. And then okay, this is it. I'm about to go to bed, but have my little notepad at the side. So if I wake up and I've got a lot of things in my mind, I'll just write them down put it there and then your brain will realize okay if we bring something up she's going to write it down so we can get rid of the thoughts yeah brain will start thinking in 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 those ways trying it out and seeing how much of a difference is but it would it it takes it it means really just not you know reducing the amount of time you're spending in your bedroom That, that, that 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 does make a massive difference yeah, and you can't grab your phone either. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wakes yeah. you up for sure. Like, once you start scrolling or whatever, I've I've read somewhere where the, they said the light from a computer or your phone. If you wake up in the middle of the night, that, that's the last thing you want to do. You know? Yeah, but yeah, as I said, if the room doesn't become an extension of where you already are, it it the body, as I said, the the way the body, you know. If somebody is um, keeps talking down about themselves, so our words are powerful. Um, mm. It you're the body. Just if you're not happy, if you're depressed, your face, everything, your way you eat, everything, you know, just it just affects oh. it. You know, it's a, you know us. We're spirit beings, and we've got our energy, so positivity, all mm. that stuff. 
So yeah, if you are um if you're if you if you're going into bed thinking that okay, all this stuff is in my mind, I'm not gonna be able to sleep, um it, it will happen. But that's why I mentioned it, the mind just needs to get it out. It just gets it out. It's just really the tough when I'm you know, cognitive behavior therapy, the cognitive part is always what can you do to might right. to help that? And and I, and I, my suggestion is always to write things down. The and other and a good habit is always the grateful being grateful, thinking of two or three things to be grateful for each day, helps combat those negative thoughts. Um, but as I said, <laughs> your bedroom has to be sleep room, and yeah, you'd no, be surprised right. what a difference, <laughs> what a difference. It makes. What it makes, huh? I, I believe that. I'm gonna try that tonight. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I watch TV downstairs today. <laughs> yeah, watch it downstairs. But before we do go, though, I know I have to get dinner for that. I forgot. It is. It, it is in the other room. Oops. It is. It is, it is half past midnight here. But yeah, anyway, right. I, I know. I, <laughs> but um, everyone's gonna be saying, "What about seven o two? Um, so what 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 can we expect from seven o two? It is we're in April, getting into spring. What what can we expect from seven oh two? Um, so we have a few things coming up. Um, thankfully, um, I'm you know ready to get back to work and 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 things are are, are looking good as far as uh you know every everyone's always ready for concerts spring and summer <laughs> right. So so a lot of things are happening spring and summer. So we're doing I think what's next up. Um, uh, what mother when we are in April, so I believe first up is May. We have, um, oh shucks, I don't know if I can announce that because we're tr- we're doing a tribute to someone here in Atlanta. Oh shoot, did I just give it away? Oh, I no, 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 okay, anyway, okay, okay, let's not do that part anyway. Okay, that's fine. You, so you got some tribute. That's a tribute you, to somebody. That's in May. That's next month. But before that, even we have the lovers and friends. Oh uh, yes, I heard about that last year. Yes, that's coming up first. Even I don't even know why I named it the other thing first because lovers and friends is first. That's May six, okay. uh, in Las Vegas. So we're excited because that's. Are you home. gonna go home and so yeah yeah. I go home. I get to go home. I have not over eighty. It was a, oh, last. I think I saw. The, yeah, it was like hundreds. There's like loads of you guys R and B, um, old school last year when I saw. We, we I didn't last to, year. I didn't. We were not there last year. No, oh. and um, God, we we really wanted to be there, and so we're so grateful that we're there this year. We're really excited about it. So it's a huge, humongous yeah, show. Yeah. I, I didn't know how massive it was. It's like a thousand acts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're doing Lovers and Friends on May 6th in Vegas. And then um, Long Beach has a festival as well, May 27th. So we're doing a festival out there in Long Beach, California mm-hmm. on 27th. And I think in, um, in, in June, we have um, Juneteenth, something. We're going back to Vegas for something in Juneteenth, for Juneteenth, a celebration. Uh, a Juneteenth celebration in Vegas. I forget the date, but June something. Um, and another Juneteenth celebration, I think, in Virginia, all around the same time. Vegas and Virginia, I think that's like the same weekend or something for Juneteenth. That's in June. And um, I think we're trying to come back to London for the show that we were unable to attend last year due to my mom's death. Okay. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that works out. We're really looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'm so sorry again that that. You know, we canceled. No goodness, no, no, that's fine. Anyway, but Cor- <laughs> um, I, I definitely take the blame. It was definitely my, I, I, yeah, I. No goodness, you couldn't have traveled you know, within <laughs> that a was week. The first time I ever canceled a show, people, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially. Uh, it, 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 you know, uh, 
yeah, it was just too much. I couldn't do it. It was yeah. literally, I don't even, it was, it was barely a week, I think, apart. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. So anyway, that being said, um, fingers crossed, we'll we'll be back for that um, event, which is what, in the fall, I think? Yeah. Hopefully. So that's later. We got to get back over there. We have not been to London as a group at 702 in years. I've been yeah. over there, I think, a few times. So, but like, we've probably not been over there since. It's been a minute. Probably, I told you, Top of the Pops was probably still around. <laughs> you 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 went to you you went to my 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 homeland Nigeria. Yes, 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 yes. I want to go back. I've only been there once. I want to go back. Uh, one time, I've got to go back. Yes, it was a yeah, time. yeah. I was, I, you know, I, I did an interview with Corey uh, last. Oh week. yes, okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, Corey, I love Corey. Corey is the greatest. <laughs> Our birthday's on the same day, so we're like brother and sister. So we okay. just. Lord, he, he is he is the he is the the thorn in my side and vice versa. We get on each other's nerves because we love each other so much. He oh my goodness! <laughs> when he told me his story from being an orphan and the whole nine yards. Yes, and, oh, I, know. I didn't I, even know all of that. Um, until well, I've been working with him now probably whew, at least six seven years or so. But so as time went on, I learned about that as well, man. And it's the thing like you just never know people's stories. You never yeah. know what people have been through. But yeah, Corey. Uh, got me booked over in uh, Lagos, and it was just man, it was awesome. They were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was lovely. They was everybody was just so kind, and it was. Just, I had a great time. I gotta go back. Everyone would always say, "I would you guys ever be in a studio again?" Or does it make sense in the way things are? Just you know, just singing the hits as much. That's what but, I think. That part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it just makes sense just to sing the hits. Unfortunately, I think that we live in a society that is very. Their attention span is very short. Mm. And, you know, thankfully, we have a, co a catalog that is has been resilient enough to still um, give people, you know, the experience of nostalgia, you know, and, and help people remember where they were at that time in life and, and yeah. people to sing along and have a good time and, you know, think back to those days. And so I think that's what really matters is just focusing on what got us here you know the hits and um those songs that are now i i, I guess i could say you know they're they're pretty um just very necessary and and for the culture you know uh it's a it's a blessing to be able to say that you know some of those songs like when my girls are that's gonna always be mm. you know a, a a song of 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 women empowerment, you know, even though I was talking about child taking some other some other woman's man, but still, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here there. The point is, well, Whitney Houston got away with, with saving all my love like, for you was about to, I'm, I'm loving on somebody yeah, else, right? <laughs> really listen, but you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, it, but you know, the overall theme is just like a girl empowerment song, you know, that'll always be like, <laughs> um, you know, like a like a a, a, a camaraderie, you know, sisterhood. <laughs> Type of songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, will, that will live on forever. And so, I don't think it's necessary to do new music. You know, I really don't, because unfortunately, the crowd, the people don't, they just don't care as much. Even if we were to do one, I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that people would care. They might care for a second, but I just don't, I just don't think they would. Not that we're not capable of, you know, recording a hit, but. Well, the I idea mean, is the fact the that songs are the hit songs, you know, for seven hundred two. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that your your core audience, um, 
their 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 consumption habits have changed. So we bought the CDs and and the Absolutely. albums, the not the so and but not not as much anymore. And we're, you know what we're not really streaming as much because we're watching on YouTube, and the generation that does the streaming and downloading, um, they're into you know the little Uzis and and the Megans and the that, that type of music, <laughs> which is different. Yeah. You don't you don't want to then start getting into that sphere just to you know Correct. because it's not. Um, the only thing I can imagine you guys do is 702 Greatest Hits Live, you know, so you are, re, you know, you're singing all your, you know, your, your 10 or 15 favorite tracks with a band yeah. and it's recorded and it, it becomes yeah. a live album. That's that's that might be something that on, on, a, on a live video, something like that. I can imagine stuff like that. Um, or if if you did um, or if you featured on a, on a hit on a on a, on a you know, and you know maybe Megan Stanley does a track and you did the backing right. and stuff like Missy did yeah. something with with a girl group called Flow recently, mm-hmm. you know, but she's not putting out new music and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, those I, are obvious for sure. Yeah, are you guys rehearsing? You know, um, with Iris. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are planning that now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's kind of tough because I, I I live here in Atlanta. And you know the sisters, the girls are out in Las Vegas, and so oh, they're still out there. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, so sometimes it's a little challenging. We but we we always work it out. We've um we've done like Zoom Skype rehearsals. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, Skype still uh, thing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking oh, Skype. Remember Skype? I know that, that sounds like. <laughs> Doesn't that sound so old now? Like, does pe- do people still use Skype? Yeah, they do. Oh, WhatsApp? They more so WhatsApp, huh? Not yeah. Skype. No, Microsoft bought Skype and they turned it into Teams. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did, did Did you see the Legacy tour when they came to Atlanta? No, I missed it. Oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. Oh. I missed it. Uh, uh-uh, I I was um well. So my life has changed a lot since my mom has passed. I don't really, I don't. She was like, you know, she was my my sitter, my my nanny. Uh, my, yeah. I don't really um I don't really let a lot of people watch Zach. And so <laughs> until I find, you know, secure um childcare for him, my life is pretty dull right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And you would he wouldn't have enjoyed going out there listening to all the not noise and stuff. Right. No, no, yeah. But no, I'm I'm so disappointed. I've heard that it was great. I had people go in Vegas, I've had people go in Cali. Mm. Um, I think Corey went in Virginia. Um so, you know, I've heard it's nothing but great things. I really wish I could have seen. I, I hope I can catch it. Maybe. I don't know if they're. When yeah, are they doing it? To the end of uh, under April. But then the, the, Crap, the, I missed it. the final final thing then is, um, especially since but yourself and the other members of 702 and Corey have all been involved in reality show. What did you make of the SWVA Escape watch Queens? It. You didn't watch it? <laughs> by choice no I did not watch one episode oh it's a little triggering for me that's my real life I come from a girl group <laughs> okay I didn't have no interest I didn't ask you I'm not even like throwing shade or like trying to throw my group members under the bus I'm just simply saying like it just hit too close to home just a little small snippets of things that I did hear and see like that's my real life I come from a girl group yeah. and it's it's tough it's not easy and it's I didn't want to see it. It's it's very sad and disheartening. You know, the little bits and pieces that I do 
know and have seen on social media or have heard about. Like, yeah, and they regret they regret actually uh, SWV regret get doing it because it. I, it, I bet I understand. It, you know, um, social um, not social media. Well, social media definitely makes things even worse. But reality TV is it's just it's tricky. You know, while the money is good, uh, relationships are broken. You know, whether it's a friendship, a, a marriage, a family, like it's just always drama and it's entertaining for us viewers. But then, yeah. you know, the folks on the other side, you know, they're, they're suffering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, gosh, I mean, I, I heard it was just a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But and then- I just had no interest because, like I said, unfortunately, being in a girl band is not easy. Yeah. And I've been in a girl band since. I was in high school, you know, and we're now in our forties. And I'd be lying if I said we have not had, yeah. you know. And it's like, yeah, it's, and then yeah, and then, yeah. it's very draining. <laughs> but you were on R and B divas, though. I yeah. didn't realize that when we spoke. And you know, <laughs> I guess, and you know, I've interviewed Angie Stone, Nikki Gilbert, okay. uh, Monifa. And yeah, they all would all people. bringing it up that you would. I'm thinking, what? Yes, 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 yes. And I never saw yeah, it. Um, <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that, and um, that's I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't see the whole thing because it, it it didn't show in the UK, so I never knew about the it's show. Okay. No, no, no. A lot of people didn't even know in America. Um, so it's on a, a network, a black owned network called TV One. So yeah. it's a very small network, mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, a lot of our black television networks, unless it's BET. Um, are not you know very well known some some cable companies t- may not even carry it um, and some folks depending on the cable package you have may not have the channel so a lot of people didn't know and it's okay um, I got me and Latavia were pulled in kind of like as a duo from Destiny's Child um, to be like new fresh young faces <laughs> it was the last season though it was, uh... it was a franchise it was they did I think Atlanta LA and maybe one more city, I'm not sure, but it was like three seasons. Um, I got pulled in on we got pulled in on the third season, third and final season of in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta. who was who was in the house with you then? We weren't in the house, praise okay. the Lord. That, <laughs> that I would not have been able to do. <laughs> okay. Oh no. I know me. I don't think I ever want to do a show where I have to live with folks for a little while. Mm-mm. That's not that's not. That's not how I'm set up. I'm not built like that. It's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, but then who was in the series? It was yourself, um, Latavia. It was me, Latavia, Angie, Monifa, nice. Kiki Wyatt. Um, who am I leaving out? Who am I leaving out? I'm forgetting somebody. God, I'm forgetting. It's that's five of us. Let's see: me, Latavia, Angie, Kiki, Monifa, and I know I'm missing somebody. Am I missing? I gotta be missing someone else. Okay. Oh, Selena. Selena Johnson. I love Selena. Okay. Selena also has a child on the spectrum. Um, okay. Kind of talked okay. about it. Her son, I think, was just kind of uh, about to become diagnosed or be diagnosed or be evaluated. So we shared that um, at the time. Um, but shout out to all of them. They were all super cool and super sweet to me. Love me some Angie Stone. She's like everybody's auntie. Everybody loves Angie. Angie <laughs> Stone. Uh, <laughs> gotta, love, gotta love Kiki, my fellow Pisces sister. She is hilarious and, of course, uber talented. Jesus Lord. Um, like I said, Selena. She Selena's just like so cool. Your homegirl. Mm-hmm. You know that everybody can just get along with. She's Selena's cool. She's really cool. Uh, and me and Latavia though have been knowing each other for years. So okay. we came. 
we came in as like like I said, as like a packaged <laughs> duo. Uh, yeah. We had history, and um, we're you know we're friends in real life, so that was cool. And I knew Monifa from the past, from like performing back in the day. You know, uh, we were performing some of the same circuits, and um, yeah, everybody was. It was. I mean, I guess for me, like my the so the the reason why. Um, I was chosen to do it was more so from what I was told initially, because you know how this production production is tricky. <laughs> what I was told at the time was that um, they wanted me to definitely um, kind of just share my story because I wasn't comfortable sharing my story yet about having a kid on the spectrum. I just hadn't mm. really expressed, I hadn't really shared that with anybody. So they were like, you know, that'd be really good, you know, uh, especially for the African-American community. We don't really talk about that much, yeah, you know, yeah, touches yeah, on yeah. it. And I was like, you know what, you're right. I was afraid at first, I was nervous at first, but I was like, you know what, this will be great actually, because I'm sure it'll touch a lot of people and I'm certain that um, people will connect and relate. And that's exactly what came out of it. That's how I started getting so much traffic on my social media about um, okay. being an autism parent because I opened up, that was my storyline uh, pretty much about me having a, a son with music soul child who was on the spectrum and also getting back into the studio, being away from the group and you know, starting some solo music. That was my storyline. But, you know, I was, I guess, you know, I didn't have no drama, like none. So <laughs> I'm boring, I guess, you know. Uh, I was boring, at, uh, I guess, because, you know, they want you to act a fool and I'm not about to do all that, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to well, give you my checks, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, you've, you've, you've got to deal with a lot of, uh, anyway, so. It's a lot. But no, we had a good time. But I mean, it was definitely drama. I wasn't a part of any of it, but you know, they wanted me to be a little reckless at times and say slick stuff out of my mouth or whatever. But you know, they entice you and your confessionals to try to comfort each other. But like, I'm so beyond that. That's just not really my personality. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I have a sassy mouth. Don't get me wrong. If, if I need to, <laughs> <laughs> very spicy. Um, my mother was a, quite a feisty lady, so. I do have, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a bit of sass, if you will, if I, if I need to. But, like, I just don't like having to go there because I, I feel like that's what's worshipped on, on social media now and, and, and reality TV now. Like, everybody loves the mean girl. So everybody wants to be the mean girl. Everybody wants to, you know, read people for filth and, you know, yeah. just come for you and and just let you have it and just, oh, God, insult the hell out of you. And it's just like, and it's praised. You know, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm, so I was boring, Betty. You know, nobody wants to see, you know, somebody, somebody who comes off uh, as you know, never being in in any confrontation or anything like that. So that was my stint in reality TV. Well, okay, well, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm I'm just glad that you guys um, are, are back, and I'm glad that um, you know that we're going to see seven or two because um, you know yes. you 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 guys are. You know, there's not not many. Um, you know, total haven't re re returned. Destiny's Child aren't, aren't out there, and so you know, for you guys, it's great that the three of you um, are still singing, and and it's definitely understandable what happened where you guys have taken a break. But it should make you guys stronger when you when you come back. So Thank you. definitely, definitely, you know, definitely going to be looking forward to seeing you out there singing, and and I'm sure. You know, when you think about um, um, the emotions that you're feeling about mom, 
some of those love ballads are probably going to be the most powerful ones. Oh, the fans I don't whatever. say it. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I already had, I just had a, a little meltdown on stage recently, last week, because I, I just got back from Tampa, Florida, where I was promoting my book, but I also was hosting um, like an open mic. And, you know, of course, open mics have live bands and, mm. oh gosh, and I'm I'm just a sucker for, you know, certain chords and, <laughs> oh gosh and it was just like yeah it just it got the best of me for sure it was a moment that I had and I was just like oh my goodness and I just didn't even know it was coming but um I know that I can't break down every show so I'm gonna <laughs> do my best to really be strong and get through these songs for the fans <laughs> you have a, a song for your mom so at least you can be singing it so you know that that's gonna be you can save it to for that and, and channel right um Nothing comes to mind, in, particularly like none, none of seven hundred two songs off of, like off the top of my head. But I, I just know she always, you know. What's loved her favorite song? Me sing. Um, she always encouraged me to sing. Um. Oh Lord, she loved you know all the stuff that I sang in church. So I sang one of her favorite gospel songs that I used to sing when I was a young girl at her service, and um, I hope I did her proud. You know, I think. I think she was happy. She, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that she was just happy to see me singing in church again. <laughs> <laughs> it had been some time. It had been quite a while. And so she just always definitely loved to hear me sing um, the songs I sing in church. And then I grew up singing. She taught me a Diane Reeves song, um, who was a jazz artist. It was a song about uh, Diane Reeves' grandmother. And I was singing that song at 10 years old. It was a very old souls <laughs> type of record. Um, my mom had me singing a lot of Whitney Houston. She would often rewrite the words when she would feel like it was a little too grown up or adult for me at the time. She <laughs> would totally changed the words. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was so funny. Uh, but yeah, so she liked, she loved to hear me sing Whitney um, and uh, Den uh, Denise Williams, some of her gospel songs when Denise Williams went gospel. Um, my mom introduced me to some of Denise's gospel stuff and would love to hear me sing some of that as well. So it, it really, she, she had, um, gosh, it was, it was a variety, but she introduced me to a lot of different styles of music. She and my dad, but she for sure had me singing certain songs because there's certain songs that I could not sing. Like I loved, I loved Shirley Murdoch's husband and as we lay and I wanted to sing it so bad. <laughs> And my mom was like, no, ma'am, you will not be singing. <laughs> well, you well, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my Lord. So she definitely was instrumental in in, in the handpicking of the songs. Wow. What about the 702? Did she not have a favorite 702 song? 702, I, she loved Get It Together, I would say. Or, no. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was that or Stilo. She loved, I think she really liked hearing me sing Stilo. She liked the upbeat um, songs. But she, she, I think everybody loved Get It Together. She definitely liked Get It Together, but I think she really enjoyed Stilo. I think maybe because it was just our first song and she was so excited, you know, because um, that was, you know, the first 702 song from when I joined the group. And so that was like, you know, our first release and she was excited about that. So I think, and we performed that song. I feel like we performed Stilo so much back in the day when we first came out. And um, she was there with us sometimes on the road. And yeah, she was just... Be excited when we were singing that song. I would just see her on the side of the stage. <laughs> so, what would you dedicate to her then, if you had to pick a song when you go? A you 702 know, song? 
probably yeah. it would probably be either um CeeLo, anything from the first album, CeeLo, um, or Get It Together for sure. Anything from the first album, my mom was elated. And we had what four singles off that first album. So I know she loved she loved All I Want as well. She really enjoyed that video. She liked All I Want a lot. I actually like that too. I think she just she thought it was so sweet. She just like, I think it was the the melody, the, the track. Mm. She always she would always say she liked the music. <laughs> of all yeah, I well, you got to pick one, and then that would be Mama's song. And if it is yeah. Stilo, which is more beat, but um, I like get it together. But it's 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 um, you know, you can get That's caught about up some and... love stuff that I didn't even know about back then. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she, I will say this. You know, we recorded an inspirational song on our first album. Was that first album or second album? Second album. Yeah, yeah, that was second album. Um. That Warren Campbell wrote, you know, he wrote an inspirational song for us. Um, and she was just happy that we included Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the 90s, uh, everybody could get with the yeah, intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black Street always had one. I'm like, my yes. goodness. <laughs> so Mama definitely, she definitely loved, loved, loved that one. Um, it wasn't a single, but it was called "What More Can He Do." I love that song too. Yeah, yeah. That was her jam for sure. <laughs> I was I was talking to Woody a few weeks ago, and he did say that you know back in the days you 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 would, you, you, you had all the album playing, and then when you get to track fifteen, it was always a Jesus song, and he had to quickly stop it because it, like, it, it kills the mood. It's always at the end, right? It's always at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord have mercy. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys on stage. Um, uh, yeah, pre but then also I'll I'll will we'll, um get make sure people are pointed to Zach's favorite socks. Yeah. Um, and, and understand <laughs> the media. Uh, the link is in my bio, um, or just type it in on Amazon. Zach's favorite socks book. You have to put book because book. socks on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah so <laughs> literal, literal socks. So Zach's okay. book. Okay. Um, Zach's favorite socks book on book. Amazon. Uh, yeah, that was yes. <laughs> but it's also BarnesandNobles.com. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, definitely appreciate you, you know, taking the time and. Um, but also any, you know, you know, look, hopefully you find the right type of group stuff. Um, but anytime you're up for a chat, just, you know, you know, I'll, I'll always, I'll reach out to Corey. To say, your DM. I know, I now know that I can slide in your DM. So I can yeah, slide. but no, but seriously, <laughs> you know, because it's, you know, it's, this is, this is, you know, I, when I've gone through stuff, I've, I, I call my brother who's out in Portland or, or a good friend of mine and, and just yeah, get it off because if I don't, it'll be in my head and it'll just be... Oh, it's necessary. It's necessary. Thank you for offering that because in all seriousness, yeah, um, we all need someone to talk to and grief counseling is so necessary. It's so important. And I do know that it's something that I um, not just want to do, but need to do. So um, thank you for offering that because there are times and days where I struggle. And, you know, when I announced that my mom passed, there were so many, yeah. so many of my industry peers that, um, that extended themselves. And I'm grateful. Um, man, so many, you know, yeah. uh, Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child, you mentioned Destiny's Child a minute ago. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even like, we don't even have like a, a relationship like, like that, like we're friends for her to even care that much, you know, she didn't have to do that. Um, she DM'd me and 
gave me her number. Hey, if you want to talk, um, speaking of Warren Campbell, his sister, Joy Campbell, same thing. DM, hey, if you want to talk. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Duran Bernard. So sweet. He just, he just did tiny desk. Same thing. Slid in my DMs. Alex Isley slid in my DM. Like, and, and mind you, I'm fans of these people too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I was so grateful. Um, if this ever comes across there, uh screens you know i'm 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 grateful like <clears throat> pardon me i think i said it on my social media one time but i'm gonna say it again you know thank you thank you thank you thank you to everybody who reached out to me during that difficult difficult time i'm still going through it but um just knowing that i had the support of, of, of like i said my, my peers really really meant a lot and I, i'm missing a few folks so if i didn't name yeah. you please know yeah there are many people on yeah. purpose but no just know that i I appreciate it so much. I I I I saw it and it took me a minute, but I responded <laughs> and and I'm grateful. And I and I brought that up to say that <clears throat> I remember in my dark hours when I feel low, um, those things. And and I'm a person that doesn't ask for help and I'm a person that's very to myself most of the time. Uh but this time around, like I, I, I had to get outside of my comfort zone, and I, and I, and I reached out to some of those people. So, um, I'm going to try and do better with that. Is my point to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I know that I'll just ask Corey. I said, "Hey, let me know if Mila needs uh, a few minutes, and you know, and, and we'll have a chat, and 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 so that you know, you may not ask, but you may accept. You know. Yeah. Well, I just want you to know we hit three hours again. So I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Well, I didn't realize. We're almost at three hours. <laughs> no, okay. I wasn't keeping time, but yeah, I know it's, it's 10 minutes to uh, to one o'clock. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost eight o'clock here. And I'm I'm sure my son. Okay. Probably, probably, well, he's well, good. Like he has his iPad, but I'm sure he is ready to nibble on something. So I have to go figure out dinner and do the whole routine, shower and get, you know, get him ready for school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, be blessed. <laughs> and remember your bedroom is for sleeping, not okay. for Okay, oh my God. Being busy. Yes, thank you. Because I'm not going to lie. I lay in my bed and watch TV for hours. And then keep a notebook as well for all the thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's true. I read that. That's what keeps you going as well. That's if you watch TV before you go to bed or if you're on your phone or your computer. Keeps you up. Yeah, and it makes anyway. your mind is still wired, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I, look, note taken. I hear you. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna try and limit my television watching and 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 in your room, and then and also keep a and, keep and a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, yeah, separately. Okay. Well, I'll let you go. We'll be. We'll. I'll be in touch. <laughs> thank you so much again. I appreciate you so much. It's always like a therapy session. So I appreciate. <laughs> You know, that, Thank that. you. I needed it. <laughs> no, no. I will reach out to Corey next time. Okay. Okay. No worries. If not, you can DM me. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will, yeah. Pray with those DMs. I do take a, a while, but I'm trying to get better with that as well. I'm, That's I'm, why I said I will talk. A little say, more proactive. I'll, like, I'll be. I'll. Could I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to Corey. Say, how is she doing? And then I'll say, look, if you need to, you know, let's schedule twenty minutes or so just to say hi and stuff. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. Okay. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of the Halftime Chat community. Please remember to like, share and subscribe. Um, but most importantly, why don't you consider being a member as a way of supporting the channel, but also getting a lot of videos ahead of time, a lot of behind the scenes stuff and some exclusive content that doesn't get shared. 
But anyway, thanks for watching and thanks for being part of Halftime Chat. Ooh.